0: The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed by us
1: are ours and do not reflect those of our employers, co-workers, family, or friends. While we have conversations about
0: various topics, any mentions of drugs, sex, religion,
2: politics, and the like that offends anyone should be considered satire and for entertainment purposes only. And yes...
1: We can get a little toxic. So if you're easily triggered, have unresolved trauma, can't take a joke or don't enjoy adult conversations, you've been warned. Listener discretion is advised. We hope you enjoy the show.
3: Yeah. The first yes aspect.
2: and
0: yes. What What'd you say, as and
3: Right off the back, I love it. I love the disclaimer. <laughs> right off the back,
0: <laughs> we covered everything. If we said anything that slightly offended you, you know what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> this was a great job. Good I like job. It. I like it. Was it
0: was very
1: thorough. Yeah,
0: you know, it's you it's funny. <laughs> That last part, it was like, you know, if you can't take a joke or enjoy adult conversations, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: you've been warned.
0: You've, you've been, been warned. Listener discretion. But the only bad part about this new disclaimer is that I had to take out the like, subscribe, and follow because it was already pretty lengthy. So I'll take this opportunity now to tell the audience to like, subscribe, and follow. And also comment, right? And share. And share.
1: Yes. Care, yes. Do all those good things, man. Interact,
0: basically. <laughs> and we got to yeah. shout out all those people that has organically followed. I think we're up to like you know, a little something something on the YouTube. I'm like, okay, we appreciate y'all appreciating us for appreciating y'all. <laughs> it's, a <laughs> it's a lot of appreciation going on. It's a lot of appreciation going on. It's <laughs> about Okay. Everybody looking good? Everybody sounding good?
3: Yep. Yep.
0: Feel good. Feel well, well. good. Well, listen, I got to take world. the time out real quick to to give a shout out to my sis, you know what I'm saying, SNL. You know what I'm saying? You looking real glammed up, boo. I like the look. Really? I ain't going to hold you. Look at SNL. I got look my hair pressed SNL. out.
3: Yeah, I got my hair pressed. I was like, dang.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> we're about to get our subscribers up. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> our follow count is about to go through the roof. Did y'all know like 70% of our audience was men? I think SM is doing her part to fortify no, the audience. <laughs>
3: so I think our conversation is doing, you know, doing that part to fortify the conversation. Although I do appreciate it. So, you know, if I do look good, feel good, whatever's clever, I appreciate the compliments too. So
0: yeah! Shout out good to Eminem. Okay. Good, 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 good. Yeah. So so we we said we can't get this party started. So what's another way to get into the beginning of the show? Does anybody have any ideas?
3: Uh, I think we kind of settled on let's chat. Or no, that was not it. it. <laughs> I don't okay. think that was it.
1: Okay.
0: It uh, wasn't nah. No,
3: it
1: was. Nah. It has chat in it though. It had it had chat oh. somewhere in there. Let's you know.
3: begin the conversation. <laughs> like mm. let's go. <laughs> I let's got you go. That. <laughs> and it's from you when you did that <laughs> or whatever. That Run your mouth.
0: Right, man, you, know what? you know what? my wife is just going to have to excuse me. Y'all ready to get this party started? <laughs> yes indeed.
1: Yes indeed. We are. Yeah. Let's go. Let's talk about
0: it. <laughs> let's talk about it. All right, <laughs> that works.
2: How is it going to feel when your
0: dreams become a reality? Go there. You go there. Whatever it is. Governor, congressman, senator, billionaire, millionaire, founder of a company, taking the company public, the house, the yacht, the boat, the trips, the travel, the accolades, the respect, the comment from your mom, your dad, your teacher, your professor, your enemy, your competitor, whatever it may be. In that moment, if you can convince yourself that feeling is so insanely good, then you would be willing to pay the price that the man needed for your big dreams to become a reality. And another one and another one. Episode mm-hmm. 10. What up, y'all? We here. Woo woo. Number 10. Number Celebrate. 10, y'all. How y'all 10. feeling? I'm I'm fast. fast. Number 10. I'm How y'all feeling about number fast. 10, y'all? Number I'm 10. I'm excited.
3: I'm so su- first I'm excited. I'm surprised we got to number 10, because you know, we had a lot of growing pains initially. At least I know I did, especially with the tech. I don't know what happened. And so I'm excited that we're at number 10. And you know. I don't know. I'm just excited. So if I have this Kool-Aid smile, it's because of that.
1: Yes, yeah. and your hair is laid. And your hair is laid. Oh,
3: thank you very much. Thank you, again. Thank you, again.
1: you are looking exceptionally nice this morning. You got you going somewhere special? It's just like your new glow up. What's happening with that?
3: Um. Uh, so no, technically I'm not going anywhere special. I'll be doing some volunteer activities later on today. And that's special. Um, well, I said, um, so I volunteer as a regular course, right? So to me, it's just volunteering. So I don't consider oh. it special because I do it as a regular course.
1: Mm. You
2: said,
0: This is what Thank I do. You
1: know what I mean? Oh. There you go. Thank you for your service twice.
0: <laughs> she says, Par for the course, Jay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Hey, that's you
1: know what I'm saying. She's doing her that thing. That's what she does. Like <laughs> you better put I some respect on her name.
0: You better put some respect on her name. I should
1: do that. I said,
0: right, so How's your week been, y'all? How's your week been?
1: Um, I went and did a, a thing last night, uh, the, uh, the VR thing, you know, and uh, I, I found one here in Texas or whatever. Yo, man, I was good. I, I, I didn't win, but I was good, though. And uh, that was exciting. It was, it was like my bucket list as a kid. I always wanted to be in the game, you know, have that real simulation experience. If that's a real thing, real simulation. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I had It was a workout. You know what I'm saying? I got to go back. I was MVP. I've got footage. I'll re- be releasing that on my social media channels. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You boy getting it down. But anyway, long story short, it was a good week, man. Uh, lots of growth, lots of per- progression. And uh, hopefully this this week will show and pay off.
0: Yes. How about you, SNL?
3: So had a great week. I picked up like a little side hustle that I'm going to put back down because it's time consuming. So I thought it was going to be kind of enjoyable. I'm like, oh, I read a lot of books already, so let me go ahead and be like a book reviewer. And um, however, what I'm finding is that between everything else that I'm doing, I actually don't have time because it turns out the number one spot is going to be too much information for me to read is guess where? On the porcelain. And so... <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise I'm engaged in activities and whatnot. And so um, so with these book reviews, though, there's like a one-week deadline to finish them. I had like four books to do. And so that meant that something else had to be sacrificed in order for me to review these four books in a timely manner. And it was just because I was like, oh, I'd like to read anyway. So why not get paid to do it? But it turns out, no, I like to read for fun. I don't like to read to get paid. But also... <laughs> But also is just because it's one of those things where it was taking up too much of my time per a book. And I'm a fast reader. So even if I even skimming, I'm still a fast, you know, fast reader, regardless to need a review. So I learned a valuable lesson. Not all side hustles. I can't turn all hobbies into hustles. And I'm gonna walk away with that. Otherwise, doing well, got a light, slight cold going on or allergies. I'm not quite sure yet. The weather was warm, and then it was ice cold, and so I guess Mother Nature is doing what Mother Nature does. Yeah. What I do about you, Nick?
0: Oh yeah, no. I mean, the weather got extremely cold, but I mean, what do you expect for one of the coldest niggas to to represent for the birthday week? You know what I'm saying? It was like the Earth was like, oh, it's the coldest nigga's birthday. You know what I'm talking about? So, um, so yeah, man. You know, celebrating the birthday. First of all, I just. I listened to a, a bar from J. Cole and he was talking about like statistically the idea that we don't live past 25. And I think at the time he was 33 and how amazed he was that he made it that far. I am significantly further along than J. Cole was when he spit that bar. So when I look back on the fact that I've been on this earth for now, 46 years, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, there's a lot of conversations about getting older. Sometimes when you talk to young people, like you washed, you know, but I'm like, yo, I prefer to, I, I am so thankful that I'm, old enough to get washed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To be old and washed. It is a blessing. Um, the wife, the son, you know, the gifts that keep on giving is a blessing. So uh, really excited about that. s and to, to your point, I had to do my real estate, uh, uh, finish up my continuing education for real estate. So that was on my plate. I got that done this week. So I was really excited about that. My deadline was um, this month. So I'm glad that I got that done. And so I do have a little bit more time. But to your point, man, about side hustles, uh, we're here. You know, this podcast has um, I wouldn't say surprisingly, it's it's taken up a lot of my time, but it's a labor of love. I really enjoy doing this. Um, I see the potential. The more that I do it, I see other podcasts out there. I'm also thankful for you guys. Um, you know, even though yes, it's my birthday, but it's, I was like, I'm working on my birthday, and I'm like, well, it's not really work though. If you love what you're doing, you dig what I'm saying. So, uh, shout out to y'all uh, for being a part of this journey. Um, the motivational part really spoke to me because one of the things that he said was, you know, imagine where you would be if you're at your destination, right? So for example, for us, just being at the top of the podcast food chain, opportunity for book deals, opportunity to travel, to do tours, you know, those are the things that I think about that motivate me because I can see it for us. I think we have what it takes. So I'm super excited about that. So, yeah, it's been a really great week. Um, I'm not really doing much for my birthday, but honestly, uh, with family, including y'all, is is more than enough for me to celebrate life and where I'm at right now. So, shout out to that. Shout out to y'all. Got to say that off the top. Um, also, the wife listens to the pod, so appreciate her and my amazing son. Uh, real quick, though, I had to take my son to the emergency room, which was crazy. It was the first time I had to take him to the emergency room. He came back from daycare, and his arm was, like, to a side, and he couldn't move it. So... You know, as a parent, you're like, oh, my God, what happened at daycare? Because we didn't get, like, an incident report. So we took him down to the emergency rooms. a two-hour wait. $200 later, it turns out he has nursemaid's elbow, which they were able to, like, just jigger a little bit. And he was fine eating his little pop. So we got a little scared. But we were also thankful that it wasn't a fracture. It wasn't a bone break or whatever. Um, on another note, though, I got to ask you guys a question. Have you guys seen the Millie Vanilli documentary? Has anybody seen the Millie Vanilli doc?
3: Um, when, no, no. No. I think I saw something pertaining to it a long time ago.
1: Yeah. I saw the cover. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet though. Okay.
0: This is not an ad just to be clear. Although if you do want to pay us, we we would certainly take your money, but if you get a chance, check out the Millie Vanilli doc. I mean, I know most of us grew up in that era, right? We remember blaming on the rain. Girl, you know it's true. I went back. It's one thing about these docs, they will force you to go back a little bit and listen to some of these songs and go back to that era. I've had Millie Vanilli on rotation for like the last week. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Girl, you know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But, anyways, I only bring that up because. It was. It did give you a different perspective, and um, you guys should watch it. And then we'll talk about it. And I also was thinking that maybe that's something we can add to the pot too, right? If we're watching things, if there's shows or movies or whatever that we're kind of into, we certainly can have a space for that here, right? Because we're all kind of engaged in the culture, and certainly um, Robin Fab, Millie Vanilli, the music industry. There's a lot of learnings from that experience. So if you guys get a chance to check it out, definitely check it out. And then we'll talk about it when you guys do. But yeah, man, Millie million, man, that shit was crazy. My heart goes out to, to both of those guys.
1: Isn't it ironic that they were run out of the industry for doing what like TikTokers, Instagram people like become famous for now? <laughs> the very same lip-syncing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they were, were pioneers, Jay. They, they were ahead of their time. They their <laughs> <of your time. laughs> <laughs> Some space-age stuff, and we just didn't know it. You know, it's yeah. really sad for them. It was, it
0: was one of the guys ended up, you know, obviously is no longer with us, but Mm -hmm. um, to your point, Jay, a lot of what we're seeing in the industry reflects on what Millie Vanilli was, you know what I mean? Like people writing the songs for you, pretty much doing all of the, except for the singing part. That's where it was like, oh, they could at least been karaoke, but they were full lips. You know what I'm saying? J-Lo,
1: Ashanti, J-Lo and
0: Ashanti are minding their business. I was like, hey, wow.
1: Hey, listen, me. I have to try to keep it factual. You know what A little toxic. No,
3: <laughs> I was not expecting they don't that. don't know what she did. I, 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 I agree. Know. J-Lo was a little, you know, I don't know, but I wasn't expecting Allegedly. that to come out in that field that was like... <laughs> All right.
1: I was watching a documentary about (laughs) J-Lo and so it triggered my bad. bad.
0: Speaking (laughs) of being triggered, speaking of being triggered, apparently, and this is really a callback to a previous story that we did, right? Because I think in one of our first, I think the second episode, we had on the cover Angela Simmons, right? And we were talking about her in the context of her relationship with Yo Gotti. Because at the time I think there was conversations around whether or not Yogati was simping for Angela. You know, I guess she was a, uh, you know, damaged goods was the name of the episodes. Um, shout out to that. But it was whether or not, you know, he literally found him some damaged goods. But apparently they're back in the news, y'all, because oh man, Angela and Yogati are no more. Word on the streets is that their relationship has come to an end there's rumors and allegations of cheating. Let me play this clip real quick, but I wanted to circle back because we did talk about it. And then you know, we'll check out what we had to say in the clip and then you know we'll come back and talk about it. Let me see if I can find this clip.
3: On the streets is that Yo Gotti and Angela Simmons are over and done with. And not only did Gotti dump her, but he also cheated on her before all this. And it looks like he really dig my good sis dirty. I mean, big time. Well, Angela is now speaking on this issue, and she is completely broken and hurting over how the relationship played out. And y'all won't believe the heavy allegation she's bridging against Gotti. Um, did he really gaslight and manipulate her like she was claiming? I had to immediately go to therapy, and I mean like. The- day because it was so it was just
0: a lot yes it was a lot from her own words so what do you guys think about this latest development apparently yo and angela simmons are no more and this was after i think she bought him a car for for his birthday and you know she like she was overjoyed or crying you know because she was just so happy and now you know the relationships come to an end what do you guys think about that (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: I see. I see. You. I see you, Jay. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, so I, I find it interesting. I actually wanted to hear more about, you know, how was he gaslighting her, and even though he was cheating, right? It was like, what? Well, what part of the relationship where she felt like she had to go immediately into the into therapy the next day? But overall, um, don't y'all got again like ten kids though, and. Wasn't he like a chronic womanizer? I don't know for sure because I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even follow yoga like that, <laughs> and so I don't know. Angela may have dodged a bullet as far as I'm concerned. If um, if one he cheated on her throughout the relationship, she especially since I guess he got with her after she had um, her fiance had passed away. She had a lot of her own trauma that was associated with her, and then to get with somebody who will now turn around and basically. Cheat or whatever the hell he was doing, and and then dump her. Like, I'm just gonna be honest. When I, when I heard that, I was like,
2: "That's fucked up."
3: <laughs> you know, without even doing this, sex.
1: You just like, damn, this is sad. This is sad. I'm with you. It was sad. Um, so I wasn't as emotionally, I guess, uh, affected by this breakup. I think because. Uh, I don't know. Like, Angela used to be special to me, and then she wasn't anymore. Um, I think she's kind of reached her point, I guess. And I still like to say this. Uh, I think a lot of times when people try to go back, you can't go back, right? You can't recapture the past. I think, but I think if the roles were reversed, uh, I think people would be uh, looking at, uh, well, I'd be looking at the mostly the same, but I think they'd be like, oh, she got her power back, right? Because at first, Angela wasn't really giving him that kind of time. Right. And then she went through life or whatever, whatever things happened. She was like, you know what? I never realized you're the one. Yeah. That's tough. You know what I'm saying? It's the Mike Jones back then. You didn't want me. Right. Okay. Now I'm hot or you're not. And you're all on me. And uh, I think that he might've just gone back to get his get back. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I think that might be what it is. It seems like he went in and was like, mm, you know what? A second thought I don't want to be here and bounced. And, uh, so a lot of times, I think in my past experience, I've had women that for whatever reason, whatever reason, I didn't particularly think they responded when I first was hollering at them. Now I went on about life and they came up later and I'm like, I just hollered at you. It's just going to be, it's not going to be for real. It's, I can't take you seriously because you didn't take me seriously. So. Mm.
3: so just to interject real quickly. So is it, was it about the conquest then? Is that? What happened with him was that he con- he conquered the land and now he's good to go. He planted his flat and it has been conquered and he can move on.
1: Well, let me say this. I'm not going to say he never I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say that. I think he never had intentions for being where what I'm going to say is I think that after she made it where it had to be this thing for him to get where. Then the realization of the dream didn't live up to the dream. And I mm-hmm. think that's why he woke up and you know got woke and bounced. Yeah, you good SM. You good with your cross examination?
3: <laughs> so so let's, let's add some context for those who are watching that. First, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not saying look, he dogged her or nothing. I'm just saying I think he got there and was like, mm, nah, you know what? I, I don't even need this. Well,
3: so, but I mean, the background in regards to like the fact that at the time he was trying to get with her, she actually had a fiance. And so that was why she wouldn't get with him because at the time she was in a relationship and she had a fiance. And so it wasn't that back then she didn't want him. It's back then she had a fiance, so she wasn't even looking at him. It was, you That's know true. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's true. And and so listen, when you're landing a spaceship, you have a very narrow window in the atmosphere with which to bring your ship in. And that was a window. No, no, I, I actually all right. So you're right, now I'm being toxic. She should be applauded for being uh true to the relationship she was in that is right he should not have even started clocking her when she was already with somebody that is also right but i think that he made a lot of noise for her and all the noise that was made for her whether she asked him to do it or he just did it i think it builds it up too much it's kind of like i'm gonna say it's not rap. it's kind of like when you see the people go see a movie and everybody comes and tells you the movie's great they build it up so high that you go in with the expectation right that the movie it's hard for the movie to deliver just because your expectations are so high. People are telling you, yo, it's a pretty good movie, man, you should check it out, then you go, you're wild, right? But you know, if the expectations are too high on the front end, it's hard to live up to. Them. That's my point. Okay, yeah. Fine. And
0: I actually have to agree with you, Jay, in the sense that, you know, you could be attracted to somebody from afar and um you finally get a chance to be up close and you realize their breath stinks. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just using that as an, as an example, but you can start to find out things about the person that you realize, oh, wow, I didn't know this about them when I was checking for them from afar. Right. Um, I heard this other uh, podcaster talk about how, you know, her previous dates was Lil Bow Wow or the guys that I guess she was supposedly, you know, talking to was Lil Bow Wow and uh, Lil Romeo. Right. And Yo Gotti is a lot more mature. Right, he seems like to be more about his business. He doesn't seem to be his child So, show. You know, yes, he was probably filling her. You know, got with her, maybe realized it wasn't quite what he thought it was going to be. And now I'm not saying that he should have cheated. We don't know that he, in fact, cheated, but supposedly he was at um, Vegas with his previous, you know, woman. Uh, she's a nurse, and so they were spotted having a good time. So, I mean, I do think it's possible for people to have an infatuation with someone from afar get to know them and realize, hmm, you know what I'm saying? It's not quite what I thought it was and decide to move differently, right? And I ain't gonna lie to you, like I, I do think there's a piece of me that sees entitlement in Angela Simmons to a certain extent. You gotta keep in mind that she is Russell Simmons' niece, right, uh, Rev Run's daughter, right? So she's kind of grown up in this affluent, um, you know, hip-hop royalty, so to speak. And um, I'd have to say she's made some questionable dating choices, including Yogadi, the the young man that she was engaged to passed away. I believe he was murdered. Um, apparently he might've been involved in some activities that would make murder a a a, a work, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a threat, so to speak, right? So unfortunately, and then of course, Lil Bow Wow. Like, I mean, we know Lil Bow Wow. I mean, he's little, but I heard he's sniping, pause. And So I'm just saying that it's like, you know, sometimes you can be insulated in such a way that you don't have real relationships with real people, real mature people. And unfortunately, that might lend itself to the relationship not working out. So, I mean, I hate that for her. I also hate that for single mothers out there, right? Because of people who were saying that because he's a single mom, that adds another layer. But then again, I think you guys said that, yo, Gotti had like 10 baby moms. And let's be clear, this is another double standard because a man can have multiple baby moms and he can still go out there and get him a, a baddie, but it might be a little bit more of a challenge for a single mom to go get her a, was, would that be a baddie? Like, what's a male baddie? <laughs> no, no. Okay. We can move along to the next one. I was,
3: was like, uh, I don't know. Um, But you watch that cheesecake one little factory thing. The guy was like, he's a bad. He just comes himself a Yeah,
0: he's a baddie. Yeah, that was funny. That was <laughs> yeah, yeah, a funny clip. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with baddo. I'm going to suggest that if you're a male bad-o? baddie, you're a baddo. <laughs>
3: bad Baddo. So, uh, yes, yeah, speaking of men, then in general, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look at Jay. He's, he's pontificating <laughs> on this one. I like it.
1: <laughs> I'm working it out. Right. I'm like, is it Bada? He's like, a,
3: it a bada.
2: <laughs> well, put that, it in
3: yeah. a sentence. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> As you work it out, that, that's how it's successful. You can put it in a sentence, then it's a successful mm-hmm. word. Yes. You, you I
0: was can. out with my girlfriend who was a baddie, and I can tell by the attention that I was getting that I was a bad-o. <laughs> No,
3: that's, I don't that's know innocent. if that's going to work. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know. Uh going <laughs> to be a daddy, but I'm better. But <laughs> maybe uh, if you was on OnlyFans or something like that, you know, you could say mm, use the black on that OnlyFans. <laughs> so, uh, which brings us to our next story. OnlyFans is back in the news, but not because of OnlyFans, but because of who's the latest person who's come out to use OnlyFans. We got a clip. Can we run I that?
0: sure in? do. Run that, Run beautiful that. bean footage. <laughs> I can't
2: believe I'm sitting here just finding out you got the only of And Out all these years, you know, the disrespect they come with it, that you couldn't even talk to me before you did that's bullshit, though. That's fucked up, Keach. I'm telling you, though, that's fucked up.
3: Wait, wait, no, 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 cop, but you're not going to say fuck me or if that's fucked up. It's not fucked up. The what doing. <sighs> Listen, it's not fucked up. And we're going to, okay, look. So I yes, have an OnlyFans friend. page and he's mad because he just now finding out about it. I'm, can just find it out about. I'm not doing it with anybody but myself. It's so why body. should I have to tell you don't my choice, my body, body, my body, my body, fucking choice. So I'm
2: your partner. You're supposed to come to me and
3: talk to Joe, you. I've been talking to you about mad things. I've been asking for solutions to shit. You're not giving me none. So I created one. That's no solution. Not in my book. So what do you guys uh, thoughts on that I want to give some more context because um, Joe came out later on um, as a matter of fact on November 3rd to uh, with a counter as far as he was on I believe my I family remember the name of the show oh my god but anyway so he was on this show where he addressed what Keisha said but first I want to hear your thoughts on this initial um, video.
0: Well first of all let's be clear she is out of pocket. She is out of pocket, not because she did the OnlyFans, but if she's married to the, you know, Joe and she did not tell Joe she's out there either showing her vagina, showing her in interacting with herself in her vagina, and she did not tell Joe that. You know why she didn't tell Joe that? Because she knew she was wrong, right? She knew that there would be some pushback because if there wasn't going to be any pushback, she would say, hey, Joe, I'm doing this OnlyFans, right? Hey, you want to be a part of it? Because I heard you could use some money, too. Right, so let's start there. Her doing the OnlyFans, right, was simply because she needed money. That's what she was intimating in the video. What made it wrong? It wasn't that you know she did the the whole thing. It was that she didn't tell her husband. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't give him a heads up because what would have happened if one of his friends was like, "Yo, man, you know such and such. Yo, I saw her on OnlyFans, bro. I didn't click on it." but i saw her on there and you're catching him unaware so that he's not even prepared to respond like yeah you know what bro so now he got to play it off and then shoot back to the crib so the biggest thing for me was that she did that without him knowing that's number one number two where on the street was she was for the streets before he got with her okay so there is that part too right the whole idea of turning a beep into a housewife right because i think the truth of the matter is Joe Smith was an NBA player who probably made, I believe, $65 million somewhere thereabouts throughout his career. A lot of these NBA players and athletes, unfortunately, lose their money, right? Some of them go broke after five years. Now, whether it's bad investments, whether it was people that was, you know, you know, stealing money from them or whatever. But she said something in that clip that we just saw. She's like, Joe, I was talking to you about solutions and you didn't come up with none. What she was saying was, nigga, you broke. We need some old money. And I decided to put my pussy on the internet to get us that bread. Okay, let's be clear. Okay, that's what it was. But at the end of the day, like Joe, unfortunately, got accepted accountability because she was of the streets. In fact, real quick, as a surprise clip, I'm going to play this little quick 30-second joint. It's from Gilbert Arenas, who was talking about this, because as you guys know, Gilbert Arenas is also a former NBA player, and apparently people knew what time it was, and I thought it was apropos to play this real quick. Give me one sec. Oh, she's a go get a joke. <laughs> I mean, we seen her. We seen her work. She's a go getter, boy. She was taking it. She was taking it. She was a DSD. She was a DSD. Like, ick sucking demon. <laughs> Boy, you was getting doubled. She was getting doubled. I mean, I mean, she was probably getting doubled way more than you because you you was decent. She was nice. She was full court, press Kobe style, double T, right? Sometimes triple T. I mean, she was doing it all. (laughs) <laughs> i mean wow um shout out to to gilbert arenas and his podcast but he went in and so like i said listen fellas if you got a couple of dollars man you got to be real careful out there i get that he felt like hey i wiped you up you should be good now but once that money was gone shit changed and she apparently didn't give a fuck about how he felt in regards to her doing what she did she even said you knew what i was like before now so it's a cautionary tale it's nasty work, but uh, he made his bed and clearly he's lying in it.
1: Yeah. Wow. No, uh, Nicky didn't leave much there, bro. You covered that even with <laughs> Cliff. Like, yeah, that's what he's got. Fa- so he, he had to face that coming in to, to dating her. Now he's got to face that still being her husband. It's like all he did was write a bunch of checks so he could be seen with her. And whatever he got from being seen with her, she's burning it up in social currency right now. Like it's a bad John, it's a bad look for him. I feel bad for him. But I can say he learned the hard way. You a woman is who the woman's gonna be. And if she changes, it's because she chooses to change, not because you change her or her circumstance. So, you know, if that's if you loved her as a hoe, then love the hoe in her. Yeah.
0: So
3: if you loved her as a hoe, then love the hoe in her.
0: <laughs> I mean, anything goes when it comes to hoes, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, literally, go anything ahead. goes. Not that we're calling her that, but that's a phrase.
2: That's what's So, <laughs> so about you can love in her. her in
3: all her forms, you know, no matter what that form may be. Well, so in his interview, just to ask for more information, in his interview that he did, he basically said that, yes, he knew she was... Um, For the streets, and they agreed that once she was, once he wiped her up, that she would not pursue this route anymore. And um, apparently, he hasn't spoken to her since this has taken place because he's like he's a very private individual. She tarnished his reputation. She tarnished his image. And, um, and then according to him, she admit that she did it because she was being petty because she was being, she was basically fed up with the situation. And at the same time, she felt like she was handling business, right? Because she was like, okay, well, I'm going to do what I do to make it do, to make it work. And so if you, so this is my contribution to the household, that contribution so happened to be the OnlyFans account. And she was like, hey, look on the bright side. At least I'm not doing it with other people. It's just me. So I that's a plus, right. Like, okay, now. she was like that's a plus, right? Um and so it was something else that he stated. He admitted that for the past nine, ten years it's been a struggle for them to uh, for him to maintain the household. Um he recognized that yes, he did lose basically millions of dollars because he didn't know how to handle the money. And is and he did admit to blowing money on women and so forth previously in his earlier in his career. And so having a wife settled down and so forth, he thought they were basically building together a team. And um and so ultimately he was shocked. He said that it wasn't even the fact that she had an OnlyFans because, yeah, he didn't know who she was. (laughs) He was like, but it's the fact that he was the last person to find out. And, and while she was recording, he said this was the first time that they recorded she recorded a conversation between them. And that's why he walked away because he didn't want to have um further conversation being recorded because he wasn't sure if she was gonna put it on TV, on Instagram, or whatever the hell she was gonna do, because guess what? Turns out that she wanted to be a reality star. Mm-hmm. And so um <laughs> this is something That's so, wives. <laughs> right. <laughs> she wanted to be a reality star. And so I guess said, I'm gonna I want to create the drama. Let me go ahead and create some drama. And even though there was drama already there, and so that maybe Real Housewives call me up. Maybe um I might get on love and basketball, basketball wives, something. So she, I think that this was an opportunity that she took. Um, to basically make her dream come true of being a reality star. Um, as a wife, personally, I'll be damned if I embarrass my husband. Like, <laughs> we're not doing that in any way, shape, or form. And so if I know, even if we're struggling for me, because, but that's me, I'm not going to put my body on OnlyFans and do what I used to do, but just with myself because, um, We already discussed it and we agreed that was not what we was going to do. Right. Now, I don't have an OnlyFans and and I'm just basing this on their scenario where they said that, where he said that, you know, he knew what she was and they agreed she wouldn't do it anymore. So at the minimum, she should have had a conversation with him. Right. And so but in my household, I'll be down if I embarrass my husband.
2: Right, girl. I am a reflection
3: of him and I feel that he's a reflection of me. And so we wanna operate and we have this certain image that we build together and this standing that we build together. I'm gonna find some other way to bring money into the household. I'm gonna find another hustle to bring money into the household. It's not gonna be me falling back on the streets. So, Thanks.
0: well, listen, Thanks. so, so real quick before I pass it to you, Jay, because so you can have the last word on this and then kind of get us to the next topic, but s Jones may not have an OnlyFan, but does SM Bones has now, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, that's a play on the name though, right? You're
3: welcome. Bones, you're welcome.
0: Right. I mean, you're welcome. You know what I'm saying? I do what I can for the culture, but I do want to, I just want to say this real quickly because this is a real thing and I want to warn my brothers out that I'm trying to look right into the camera. I know that some guys feel like that they are him. They are so much of him that they can take a woman who was for the streets and make her into a housewife. I get that psychology because part of it is ego. I'm him. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to love her. I'm going to dick her down. I'm going to provide for her and everything. The problem is, is that a lot of times it's not really about you being him, right? Because sometimes what happens when you're no longer him, right? In this particular case, it sounds like he was no longer him to her. And so she reverted back to how she was before she met him. I'm just saying, fellas, I get the idea, the ego that you're him and you could change a woman. And this also goes for women, too. But you risk the reality that the likelihood is that person didn't really quite change. They may have changed behavior while they still respected you. But the minute that that respect was gone, they reverted back to what was old hat for them. So just be careful with this idea that just because you're him or that you're her, that you could change people. Because clearly in this particular situation, that was not the case. So be careful. Had to give a little warning out there because too many brothers out here thinking that they him only to realize that it was her this whole time. But
1: go ahead, Jay. No, no, you're right, man. You're right. Uh, You can't. So it's interesting, right, this idea of uh, how people are writing their own stories for their lives. Uh, I think um, as you mentioned that maybe she had some desire to be like a reality uh, personality, like uh, Real Housewives of some place or another. Maybe think of the Real Housewives of Potomac. I think that's what this Mm -hmm. that's what they're called. uh, yeah. So if I, I actually have watched a show. I'm not even going to play them to the left. I've watched it with my wife. Yeah, I say I watch all these girly shows with her because it's true. That's why I'm watching it. it. I got you, Jay. i watched hey, them too hey, brother. I got you. See? got you. There it is. It'd be dudes on there sometimes. Uh, so <laughs> I get to see how dudes feel about things. Anyway, no, I, I don't. Get to know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't pull it back from there. All right. So, episode 10, I'm still doing this. Um, I the situation that came up is uh, Mia, if you were watching like the more recent uh, seasons, I think she's in the maybe last one or two seasons, Mia and G, they had the uh, chiropractic thing, company or whatever. They were like nationwide. She talked about it all the time. He 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 picked her up. She was like a dancer. He met her in the strip club, right? Yeah, they were in the club. And then he wiped her up or whatever. He knew he couldn't like perform you know, to his 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 previous grandeur. So he told her, look, go ahead and pick you up some on the side. You know what I mean? We'll feel those urges, but you, my lady, will hold it down. Um, he ran out of money. The business didn't do as well. Maybe it's under her leadership. Uh, and then they split up. Oh, Shock. Sure. And um, so now she's gone. Uh, and she took the love jones that she found with her along. And what are you guys' thoughts on that? Is it the same old song?
0: SNL? What do you think? Let the lady speak on it. What's your thoughts, SNL? Um, (laughs) Good, clean sis?
3: So he got exactly what he wanted, right? I don't don't understand why people seem surprised when he got exactly what he wanted. He wanted a beautiful woman who would be his trophy wife, right? And he was going to uh, provide for her. I think they went in with the full understanding that this was a transactional relationship. And when he can no longer fulfill his bargain of the transaction, the transaction concluded. So she was out. She was like, hey, this is what you said. This is the premise. This is what I'm bringing to the table. This is what you're supposed to bring to the table. And it turns out you defaulted on it. So it's like defaulted on a loan. She's like, hey, you defaulted. So hmm, I'm out.
1: So she, did she pull a Mrs. Smith on him? Mrs. Joe Smith? Did, did she? It's a default. Is it, is it similar? I'm, okay. So, is there a pattern trend? I don't know. So Nick, uh, I will I'm, say this.
3: Go
2: ahead.
3: <laughs> I don't know if she pulled a, uh, a Mrs. Joe S- uh, Smith, aka Keisha, a Keisha, What's her last name? <laughs> Davis, I think it was. She didn't pull a Keisha Davis because I think Keisha was still willing to contribute to the household, right? And mm, so she was like, Keisha, "Hey, I we were struggling." Be. Right. She's like, we struggling. Right. So I'm going to do what I do to contribute to the household. Look, this is me looking out for you. And at the same time, mm. I'm going to try to get my reality star on. So look, though, we we in this together. And I'm also so You're right. Whereas the it's southern levels. one was like,
0: Pff. no, I agree with that. No, I agree with that. Like, so, for example, is that her name is Keisha. Like if Keisha was working at Barnes and Nobles before she met Joe, right? And they kind of fell on hard times. So like, yo, I'm going to go back to Barnes and Nobles so I can pick up a couple of shifts. It wouldn't have been no issue, right? He's like, okay, that's what's up, babe. How do your business, right? Except it wasn't Barnes and Nobles. You know what I'm saying? It was bells and whistles, you know? Or what other, you know, type of work that she mm-hmm. was doing mm-hmm. prior to, right? So I get that. All but I also, yeah, you know what I mean? So, I, I couldn't think of anything <laughs> in real time. Um, yeah. I do so. I do think there's a difference there, right? Matter of mm-hmm. fact, I'm mad that Mia got Keisha looking like a real good wife, low key, right? Because she was willing to go out there and mm-hmm. you know, what I'm only fans, yeah. So she could bring home back to the crib, yeah. All she had to do was tell Joe. I'm sure Joe would have been like, all right, well, how we want to do this? Want to put on a mask? Want to change a name or whatever? You know what I mean? He could. Matter of fact, he might have been down to be in the videos with her. Like we both wear masks. We can cosplay. You know, so it'd be a couple of furries. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't even give him that opportunity. Um, but to this story here, um, SM, I don't know that he got what he necessarily wanted fully. I do agree with you uh that he got some of it, right? I think in his mind, he was like, Look, I just kind of hit this little patch. You know, I mean, when people get married, it's like until death do us part. In his brain, he probably could have felt like, yo, you know, we could be married until I die and you can just get the rest of this shit, right? From what I understand, once shit went south, he was like, Okay, you know, I'm gonna try to cut you off as much as possible. But you're right, it was a transactional situation. Um Apparently, this guy was a high-value man, if you will, in air quotes. Um, But once his value deteriorated, uh, meaning the money, she no longer saw value in him. You know what I mean? And... You know, I'm not trying to knock anybody who works in a particular field. I do think that there are probably some quality people who work in some of these industries that we tend to look at a certain type of way, whether it's strippers or porn stars or whatever. Me personally, I tend not to have that certain judgment, right? I do get that people look at those folks a certain type of way. But, you know, there's people who are in mature relationships, who are living amazing lives. Yes, they did that type of work. I watch it, I enjoy some of that work. So I don't want to be a hypocrite and try to down people. But I just think that sometimes, when you're talking about being more traditional right because he was a provider um i guess he was low a protector right yes he wanted some arm candy yes men are attracted to attractive women maybe he should have married an attractive woman closer to his age who would have been a little bit more seasoned who would have had more experiences who would have maybe valued him a little bit more than what she did but he opened the door once he said yo go out there and get what you need as long as you x y and z she broke those stipulations, right? When you talk about the agreement, I, from what I understood, he was like, look, I may not be able to satisfy you. Sure, you can go ahead and do your thing. But number one, don't involve the kids. And I think number two, it was like, don't disrespect me or don't put me in a position to be disrespected or something like that. Which is like, I can understand a man saying that, right? I get that I'm not be able to satisfy you, but I still love you, whatever. I want you to make sure you get yours. The same way that a man would say that to his woman. There's a lot of men who are successful, who are rich, rich, who have wives who understand that, yeah, I'm gonna step out a little bit, but I'm not gonna disrespect you. I'm Gonna publicly humiliate you, and I'm not gonna fall in love. Shorty probably did the the, the 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 typical shit that dumb niggas do, where you fall in love with the side. You know what I'm saying? Now, only time will tell if that benefits her at the end of the day. But clearly, he knew what it was. There was risk there. He was willing to take it, and it just didn't work out for him. So I wish him, you know, well. I think his health might have been in question or deteriorating. So I hope he's able to, you know, continue and move on. But Shorty did what she did, man. And I can't even necessarily be mad at her because if that was the type of chick she was from Jump Street. She's just being true to form. You know what I'm saying? And when people show you and tell you who they are, believe them.
1: The first time. That's real. It's real. All right. Yeah, I, I agree with what both of you said. I think that, um, he did kind of go to a place that sold tacos and he got a taco that act like a taco. Um, I'm sorry. I probably isn't going to play well. But I think mean, <laughs> I was about to say, he went and got some nachos and realized it was nachos. <laughs> you know what I'm it saying? It was nachos. It was nachos. It was nachos. It was terrible. <laughs> was a single pack. It was terrible.
0: He tacos with nachos and you would hit it out the park. You know what I'm saying? I got to Can pack. we
1: redo it? Can we do it again? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that he negotiated poorly uh, for what he wanted out of the relationship um he gave he gave up a lot he gave her part of his company he gave up you know he made her he gave give her a name gave her this exposure he literally took her out of the place where she was working and gave her a whole better life and she then upgraded from his upgrade and um I am going back to what I was saying before when you choose a woman you you should play to her strengths, whatever her strengths are, you should play to them, you should understand them, you should factor them in into the network and the framework, whatever your plan and grand design is as a man. But you should never forget that, you know what I'm saying? She is who she is, and she's gonna be who she's gonna be. And if she's gonna be or do anything different, it's gonna be because she chooses to, and not because you've done some magical thing. Um, Although, no, no, no it's not that. Yeah. Anyway, maybe you can digitize her, but then you're old. You know what I mean? It was this other thing, Nick. You brought like you mentioned, the high value man thing, right? I think everybody's gotta realize no matter what your value is, you've gotta range. Of which you're able to really get the fullness of the of the spectrum in terms of like relationship and interaction and whatever. Uh, that love bond that makes a person sit up with you when you're sick and you can't do anything for them that takes time to develop, right? So you can make all your money and be have value and then go look for someone that you can bond with later on in life, but to don't know that you haven't really put the time and the struggle in maybe to get some of the results that you want. You, she can look the way you want or he can look the way you want and they can talk and they could have gone to places whatever but as far as like the connection that's going to take time and hopefully you had that kind of time and you're not like you know on your way out of here so i think that, that people i think ebony k i think uh other people a lot of people are coming to this realization that when you don't prioritize relationships right then you don't get relationships that are What's the word? That will meet all of your priorities, right? You can't put that on the back end. Then you're going to get the perfect relationship. You've got to work it
0: out.
2: Yeah. It
1: if you want it all.
0: Yeah. But I was going to say this though too, when we were having the conversations about high value man, or, or especially on Clubhouse, I think a lot of times people put the high value as just a money thing. Like he makes a certain amount of money. Right. So in this particular case, in the story we were talking about with Joe Smith, if money is like the 100 percent of your value and then you lose money, it just makes sense that you're no longer high value. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't rest on that because your currency for your value is how much money you make. But let's say, for example, you got a great personality. Right. Let's say you're caring, you're loving, you're thoughtful. Let's say you got some good peeing. You mentioned digmatized. Right. Shit. There's a lot of women who are fucking with broke niggas who got good dick. Right. Sometimes that good dick is enough, right? Niggas be out here homosexuals fucking for their lives. Like literally out,
2: out <laughs> trying to fuck for survival.
0: Like my pain no. is my courage. Yes. You think if yes. them niggas go limp? that they're going to continue to be able to do what they're doing. Absolutely not. So the best to me being high value is being multifaceted in terms of the value that you bring in a relationship, because there may be times where your money is low, but the peen is still peening. You know what I'm saying? The conversation is still conversing. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the humor is still, you know, there's a lot of components. I know in my relationship, there's a lot of things that I feel like I bring. So there's been times where if my money was was funny, I still had other components that gave me value. You know what I'm saying? The eyes of my significant other. So men out there, I get it. They tell you to go out there and get the bag. But being able to develop yourself beyond just financially is one of the things that you can do to bring more value to yourself. And I think we saw in the last two stories that if your value is completely about how much money you make, the minute that you lose that value, she's back to the pole, my brother. She's she's back to old hat. Back you to the bag. Yeah, <laughs> But speaking of gold diggers, gold digging girls driving me crazy. I can't take it no more. It's a little throwback for some of y'all young people. There are literally a song about gold digging girls. Speaking of which, and I'm not by any means calling Larsa Pippen a gold digger, but apparently Marcus Jordan, the son of, yes, the greatest basketball player of all times, Michael Jordan, who happens to be the teammate. Right, who won championships with Larsa Pippen's ex-husband, Scotty Pippen? Yes, that Marcus uh Jordan and that Larsa Pippen were on some show talking about marital plans. Let me go ahead and play the clip and then we'll come on back on the other side. Marcus, my brother, what are you doing?
3: When's the wedding, you guys?
2: It's in the works, It's my uh is my go-to saying right now. You know, I don't think we have like a, a date. We're still talking about locations and how party size and all of that stuff. So it's not really uh, concrete yet but it's it, it'll happen do you want your dad to give a toast at your wedding how does this work yeah you know look i was the best man at his wedding and so and the best man at my brother's wedding and so obviously we'll keep that tradition going is my my thoughts on it i want in i want I, know, I want video cameras there now that you know i've been on the on the housewives in miami you know all the producers are inquiring around you know when's the wedding are we gonna film it on tv yada 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 and so that's another thing that we're kind of playing along with is whether or not it'll, it will air. What
3: are you leaning towards?
2: Obviously, look, I'm, we're very private people, the Jordans. And so if it was up to me, I think we would do maybe multiple weddings, one private for our family and friends. And then maybe there's one that's a little more public.
0: Yeah. So, first of all, Marcus, I don't even know your daddy, but I'm going to tell you right now, your daddy is not trying to be on the Real Housewives of Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, <laughs> Greater Broward, <laughs> Greater Dane County. Okay. That's a rapid rap. But anyways, you saw the clip. <laughs> He's talking about your real private family. You don't say. But anyways, what are you guys' thoughts marcus jordan larsa pippen talking about getting married i think he's like what in his early 30s and she's in her late or mid to late 40s i don't know the exact age but there's an age gap there what are your thoughts on this beautiful couple
1: this is an example of people who are secondhand famous and secondhand rich trying to cling to fame by leveraging the attention economy that's what i think that i think that um most of the talk about whether or not i keep it private or whatever i think she needs the attention i think who is she outside of uh of being scottie Pippen's ex uh who is he outside of being jordan's son um so if they weren't like so first it's a lot lot here like i'm gonna i'm gonna say this not so i'll say, i'll keep it brief i'll say so i'll stop uh she appears to be a person who is clinging to fame and she will grab the closest branch to maintain her lifestyle or her level of notoriety. So I mean, if, if, if the Jordan dude want to do this, then that's good. I, again, I think the theme here is recognize the woman that you choose and what her nature is and then work in it. So uh, just keep her friends around her, mostly women. Don't let her have any attractive pool boys or butlers um, or or fashion uh, de- designers. And uh, yeah, keep her circle, mostly chicks. And Because when she leaves you, It'll be for somebody who's probably famous and very close by. Uh yeah, that's about thoughts. What are your thoughts as now?
3: Okay, so my first thought was, is she frozen? Like is I was confused because one, he did all the talking. And usually when a woman is excited about being married, they're the ones who couldn't can't shut the hell up about it. Let's be honest. Mm. Two, um, I was like, wait a minute. And then then she blinked. And I said, Okay, so she is present. And so I was concerned just based on her facial expressions and I don't know if it was Botox, maybe, I don't know. But the fact that she didn't, she wasn't as expressive as he was, was concerning because I was, I personally didn't think it was any love there. You know, I was just like, I'm like, this is clearly she's about to create another legacy because she already got the Pippin legacy, right? She got four children. not saying she can't have any more children or anything. She's 49. Mm -hmm. And so, um, So, but now she's like, okay, I don't already secured the Pippin legacy. Let me go ahead and jump over into this Jordan legacy. So she's mm-hmm. like one of the old school royal courts back in Britain or whatever. You guys used to watch those shows where there's this one woman who plot to sleep with the kingmaker and then eventually end up being with the kingmaker and so forth because that was her way of securing her legacy and making sure that her lineage had generational wealth and so forth. I don't know if that's what her plan is if she's like the... If she, I have no idea, but she's six rings of her own. Right, I don't. <laughs> you know, I, I just don't know what's happening here. But I also question a, a couple things, right? And is the fact that this dude was a child when your husband was playing, and so y'all had to have some type of interaction. And so, if you had interaction, he was a child. That's a little gross to me, but. I understand he's a grown ass man now. He's in his 30s. He's um she's in her late 40s. And so things happen along the way. But also questions make me question him too. Out of all the women out there, out of all the women out there, you found this one, this one, this one. And I'm not it's not even to throw shade on her. Throw
0: shade. <laughs> but, Go ahead. It's okay.
3: But it's like you got all these women who are available to you. What is it? And so that's why on one hand, I'm giving her props because she secured another bag that's an expensive bag, right? So on the other hand though, I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you that not only are you going for a cougar, but you're going for, you clearly have so many other options that's available to you. So why her? I would love to know why her? Because she may be able to provide tips to other cougars or other women who's looking to secure the bag after already having a legacy. Right. I don't know if it's the same circle, but I give her props. She, whatever she did. So like Jay mentioned, dickmatized earlier. So maybe this is a case of being, I don't know. Maybe she got that box that hook it up. You know, I don't know what it is. And I'm just, I was shocked and surprised to see this because at the end of the day, I asked if I, and I could be wrong, but i'm looking at my son like dang you really had to go to a teammates ex-wife <laughs> like we recycling like this like what's going on here <laughs> Hold on. It's
0: it's a, a, i got a question for you though okay so that's one of the issues right that of the proximity right cuz if you guys don't know the audience that michael jordan and Pippin or not on the best terms, after the whole last dance mm-hmm. thing, their relationship pretty much disintegrated, right, completely. And so I know Jordan's probably thinking, like, really, this is the last thing I need. It's not like he did anything. But, yeah, to your point, like, you knew this was my ex-teammate's former wife, like, as far as the whole proximity thing, right? So I agree with you um, 100% there. Jay, that, that was funny with the whole six rings. Um, oh, there's so much here. Like, I agree with you 100% as to them. Well, first of all, look at him. He looks like a doof. You know what I'm saying? He looks like he is being played. <laughs> he looks... Because first of all, you're right. Like, why is he doing all the talking, right? He looks like somebody who is just young and struck in such a way that he doesn't realize what's happening to him, right? Like, bro, she's on a reality show, first of all. So that should be a telltale sign, right? Reality show. Let's let's talk about that, right? Somebody who is trying to get that attention, to Jay's point, right? Um, but he looks like a doof. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing about his presentation that tells me that he was out there getting bitches before, right? We assume that because his last name is Jordan that, yeah, he might have a couple of dolls because I'm sure his dad held him down, but he was never the player both on and off the court that his father was. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it a buck, right? And I think, unfortunately, for kids who grow up with these type of parents, those parents' shadows loom so large that maybe it stunts the growth and the development of the individual, Right, so like for him, whether it's to play basketball, I could never live up to my dad. So why would I even really try? Right, even if he could have been a decent role player, right, in the NBA, right. Um, and then on top of that, like, you know, what what pressures did you have to go out there and forge your own legacy and path? Right, because again, you're living in Michael Jordan's shadow. Like, uh, he would have to find a cure for cancer for Marcus Jordan to even come close to being relevant, like Michael. Jordan, right? So, but let me let me talk to Marcus directly. Marcus, if you're out here wa- uh, watching, let me tell you something that maybe your father has told you or maybe he has not told you. Run, run, run. That woman means no good for you, my brother, okay? I don't give a fuck how good the box is, okay? I don't give a fuck, okay? Because at the end of the day, I mean, and I'm okay with the age difference. It's not so much the age difference. To me, it's the reality wannabe Energy like those people seek attention at almost at all costs, including you. You get what I'm saying? Like the fact that she got to put botox and you know, like this is not going to age well. <laughs> Let me say it that way. I hate to be like that. We... <laughs> there was a double entendre there. Okay, if you're reading between the lines, you know exactly what I mean by this is not going to age well. If she was said, now Lathan, I would say something different. But because she is not of the melanin persuasion, I am telling you right now in about 10 years, you're going to roll over and all that Botox is going to just start to re- respond to gravity and you're, you're going to be like, what the fuck did I marry here right. right before she got her hands in your wallet? You know what I'm saying? But I did want to ask a quick question, SNL, because I asked my wife this and I want you to be honest if you can. Does it make a difference that she's white? Right. Because I feel like there's black moms out there. Cause I had to ask my wife this too, right? If my son wants, it's one thing to date out, right? There's so many different things, right? She's already older than you, already been with somebody that, like, you know, is in proximity. But what role does her being white play for a black mom watching this play out? That's the question that I have for you, if any.
3: Oh. I don't think she's white, though. She's Syrian slash Lebanese. Well, stop. That's white. That's <laughs> white enough. What are we doing? That is white enough. What are we talking about? <laughs> i am just okay. saying. I think she's like Syrian <laughs> slash Lebanese.
0: <laughs> and so. She's not black, though. Um, <laughs> let's start there. She's not black, though.
3: So my concern, once again, if it's my son, it's not about, so my concern wants the age difference. The second one is, I think she's an opportunist, right? Regardless of the color that she may be in, I, I'll have concerns because what is it about my son that you want, right? Like, other than, cause I can't think of it. And just based on, I will admit, I was looking at the guy, like he looked like he's been played. I ain't going to lie. And so, <laughs> so then I am like, damn, my son likes street smarts. Like what's going on? Did I fail as a parent that, that did we fail as a parent that he now got, he's falling for the okie dokie. He's falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I'm like, what's going on here? Um, As far as race, I've already informed my son, like, we're good as long as he loves the person, but let's go ahead and think about some of the historical context that goes with this. And also, let's think about the financial part where they're taking money out the community, right? And so, um, I don't know. S-M, don't let me call you out, I don't S-M. Know. you I don't know. You may have
0: had too many conversations about being black before okay, black. Right. Okay. Black so put it this way, black my marriages. preference
3: is black love. So, my son is fully aware that my preference is black love. He's he's aware of that. He okay. he knows that's first and foremost, right? And so, but we we actually had a conversation about this, and he was along the lines of like, "But what if?" And I said, "Well, until it happens, I can't tell you what if because I don't know how I'm going to react." But let's think about our history. Let's think about this and these other considerations. So we had this conversation with our son. In this case, at, I, I don't know what's with what this guy. Um, I think he enjoyed the fact that he's getting some noriati or whatever it's called um, by by proximity of being with the pippins, right? Larson pissing. Larson
0: <laughs> Pissin. Mm,
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Frody
1: and Tell us this how you really feel right.
3: <laughs> real. <laughs> I, I was laughing because I was like, he about to piss his life away. But um, but mm-hmm. it's not true. It's not true. To be honest, I don't think the marriage is gonna last too long only because if this is for re- this is a reality TV marriage, and for some reason those don't seem to last long anyways. I'm not sure if it's the pressure. I don't know what it is, but but most importantly, she clearly is not in love with this dude. <laughs> like, her face never moves.
2: It Might was have been the Botox yeah,
3: right. It was the Botox. No, right, but she right, blinked, right. She barely even blinked. She was like one blink, and that was it. The rest of the if she had blinked time twice, we would have
1: thought we had to rescue her. Somebody a Morse code with her eyes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it's clearly that he's infatuated with her. It's clear that he's in love with her. It's clear that she's apparently abiding by the rule that you're, whoever you marry is supposed to love you more than they love, than you love them. I don't know. I'm just, so to answer your question in the most succinct way as possible, I will have an issue with it. And, um, and hopefully I never have to have to answer that question in real life because we've had conversations and I believe that the best way to build the black unity or black family, black economics is through black love. So
0: Jay, before you Mm said that, before you go, I'm going to say this real quick. You got the next story too. Right. So when I, so when I talked to my wife about it, I think there's a piece of a mother who feels like if you date somebody drastically different, it says something about her. To a certain extent right like if i had a daughter i'd want a daughter to maybe marry somebody like me if i think highly enough of myself right if she were to date somebody else that wasn't anything like me i'd wonder if it was an indictment on how she viewed me right so i think when black mothers have this conversation with their sons and they see that their son dates a white woman it's kind of like okay is this an indictment on me to a certain extent but the reason why i did want to bring this up real quickly was because his mother Juanita jordan Right. was married to Michael Jordan. Right. And when she divorced, she got half. Right. So I do believe I guess I do believe there's a part of us as men that are attracted to women who are similar to our moms. And I wonder what role that 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 plays here to a certain extent. Right. Um, I'm not saying that his mom was a gold digger. um, She wasn't marrying a broke niggas. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Jay. for that. Thank you, my brother. And, and apparently neither is Larsa Pippen. Back to you, Jay.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> so one conversation they might not have to have, uh, although they're probably having it right now, is whether or not they're going to go 50-50 on this wedding or if he's going to pony up the money, all right, because she's uh, not a spring chicken. Uh, so it's definitely not her first uh, wedding or anything, but she is the bride and needs this magical day. And which brings us to this, this what has become this timeless argument or ongoing for it, endless argument between uh, the 50-50 uh, ma- role of male leadership in a relationship and the 100% role or uh, style of male leadership. And and that, that really breaks down to where the money is coming from Who's taking care of who's paying for what? Um, I, You know, sometimes you have these um, shows or songs where it's like a rapper talking to themselves or like uh, whatever. So actually, 50-50 and 100%, if they were people, got together on a couch and they had a conversation. Uh, now, I don't think that 50-50 expressed the views of all 50-50 people, nor did 100. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting to see the, the two people talk. Uh, we do have a clip of it. I, uh, yes, I, let's show the clip and then let's talk about it. It's hard out here. And you talking about, oh, I'm not a man if I'm going 50-50 with my woman. Mm. It's hard, brother. Mm. You sitting up here, your nice house, your nice jury, nice cars. Mm. Oh yeah, man, you, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta do 100%. How? Mm. How, brother?
2: Mm. If I'm making $14 an hour, what you, what you expect? Mm. You know? You still on there. Oh, yeah, man. A hundred percent. You're not a man. You're not a man. How? I'm still working. Mm. I'm still providing. Right. Mm. So what makes me not a man? Because
1: mm. I'm going 50 50 with my woman. Mm. Mm. And brother, I applaud you because I understand that it is hard out here, but we are men. So we have to go
0: hard I'm not saying or trying to speak down to you, my brother, by any means. That's it. I'm not. But I want you to be reminded of something that our fathers didn't teach us, that we must go hard and that we shouldn't get into a relationship with a woman until we have direction.
1: Mm, There's a lot there to unpack. I just want to say I love this particular clip. I love it because just the way that it's set, right there, if you if you're listening to us on streaming, you got to watch this on YouTube. This is like you really want to see this it's two guys on a white couch are both wearing some colors of red ones in a red and white jumpsuit uh with like these nice shades on nice kicks on the other side of the couch there's this uh other guy these uh wearing a, a red t-shirt some athletic black shorts right nothing flashy uh you can probably guess which one is 50 50 and which one's 100. Uh, the not flashy guy is a fifty fifty guy. The guy with the glasses and stuff, he's a guy that's, that's talking from the standpoint of a hundred. Um, what do you guys think about this idea that he's not manning up? If he's the fifty fifty guy is not manning up because he's not going harder as described by the uh hundred percent representation. Is
0: is well, that fifty fifty. I know S and M is 50 fifty fifty. You wanna start this off S and M or you want me to get up yeah. in? There?
3: <laughs>
2: Ahead,
3: I started off. Um, so I was just gonna say I'm team fifty fifty anyways, right? Aka hundred hundred. Um, in this context of this particular story, I actually like the fact that it's two men having this conversation because oftentimes when women join this particular conversation, regardless of what side of the coin we're on, we tend to be lambasted, so to speak, right? And so, and it just depends on the audience too, but on social media, when women join this kind of conversations, the women who are who consider themselves traditional are usually called gold diggers. And then those who are, and like, oh, you're selling for the Pookies and ray rays. if you're 50-50 and you need to choose better, do better because you chose to be with this person. Now, I support 50-50 simply because, and I'm gonna call it a 100-100, because at the end of the day, we both should be contributing 100% to our relationships. And so we're building together. And if I need to do whatever I need to do to support us building a legacy in this household, then that's what I'm gonna do because we're a team. And so often we tend to miss out on that team concept. And I'm not saying that even if the guy decides to be a 100, it's still a team. It's just a different formatting of team. But if the person that you're with is not able because of whatever reasons such as, and when I say for whatever reason, I'm not mean he's a broke bum ass dude just laying around not doing nothing. I'm saying that he's building, he's working, but he's just not to that point. And um, so you're doing the same thing. And so I think that the guy, I like the fact that they had this conversation. It was refreshing to watch it had occurred between two, two men and to see their perspective. And, um, so, but at the end of the day, you do what's, what's, what works best for your relationship, right? So if you're capable, if you're a guy who's capable of providing in that manner and that intent, then by all means, please feel free to do so and find somebody who supports that. And just like if you know that you're, you prefer that 50 50 relationship style, then that means you need to find somebody who's willing to build with you. Now, what I will say though, when he was like $14 an hour, I was like, damn, that's low. (laughs) You do need somebody to help you. But at the same time, I also was thinking instead of going, (laughs) instead of being in a relationship right now, especially if you're, uh, unless you're married, but if you're just in a relationship and you're looking for to build in that relationship and it's not marriage maybe you should take a step back and focus on building yourself because $14 an hour is not sustainable in today's economy, right? And so that automatically puts you in, do you need a roommate situation or whatever the case may be? So I think he should focus on himself if he's only making $14 an hour or now if he's married already. And then of course, let's work together. We in this together. You got 14, I got 14. (laughs) Let's build it.
0: So- (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. Um there's so, so, um, hmm. first of all, as a part I hated I hated some of this interview. I'm gonna be honest. I really I really hated some of this. Um so I'm, I'm trying to think if I start with what I hate or what I can appreciate, right? So <clears throat> I hate this idea The way that the internet has framed this whole 50-50 conversation, right? We did a a show, a couple of shows ago, we talked about the finances, where we are today, right? The cost of buying a home, you have to make a certain amount of money just to be able to to afford a home, right? A majority of couples in America... are probably under this 50-50 framework, meaning that two people are working dual income households, right? When I hear 50-50, it's a way to make dual income households a derogative thing, like a bad thing. When the reality of it is, is that most homes, most households are dual income households. You need to be able to have two incomes because of inflation and the price of everything, right? So when when people have this conversation, like you're not a man if you're doing 50-50, that seems very elitist to me in a way right? Because the truth of the matter is if two people are making a life for themselves that they're satisfied with, I watched a longer part of that clip. That brother was fighting for his life, right? Because he felt like the other brother in the red jumpsuit who's doing so well was looking down on him. He was like, does your wife respect you? He's like, of course my wife respects me, right? He broke it down. Like, does she cook for you? Yeah, she cooks for me, right? They have a dynamic in their household that works for them, right? But here comes somebody else from the outside who's had the benefit of maybe establishing more for himself Using this as an opportunity to other himself and look down on somebody else because they're not where they are, where he is financially. That's why I hate this conversation. When people get to a certain level, it's easy for them to look down at their purchase and say, nah, brother, you ain't really a man. So my brother, you were not a man before you made money? right? It's easy for you to say that now because you've made some money, but before you were not a man, I don't buy that shit. I don't think being a man is necessarily simply about how much money you make. Now, granted, I do think part of being a man is being a working man, being productive. I think that's just being a fucking adult in, a, in the world, right? Where you have to bring an in income, you have to manage your income, you have to manage your expenses and come out on the other side in such a way that benefits what your goals are. Not everybody is built to be a boss, not everybody's going to be a millionaire. There are a bunch of people and there's a bunch of generations of people who were workers, right? And they provide their life. Many of us came from families of workers. Some of us maybe aspire to moguldom and all this other shit, but it's like we live in a culture now where if you're not getting to the bag, you ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? And the question a man's manhood because he's not making as much money as you think he should make. But s if he's living in Alabama where the cost of living is hella low, Right, because maybe because that's also why the income is hella low, but he's able to put a roof over his wife's head, right? He's able to put food on the table right? And his wife respects his ability to provide, whether it's just conversation, intellect, finances, or to protect, and that's good enough for her, then who the fuck are we to be out there? Oh, you ain't a real man. Now, with that being said, is it okay to encourage people to do better? 1000%, right? If you can provide resources to help people do better, that's fantastic, right? I dig that. But again, that person has to want that, right? And it has to make sense for them, right? So I just hate like on Clubhouse, on social media where niggas who feel like they are better off can look down their noses at other people just because their life is different. You dig what I'm saying? Everybody's life is not going to be the same. So I do appreciate it was a conversation of two men. I do appreciate that the brother tried to come across as empathetic and understanding, but I've watched some of his video. I get the point of his content, right? But I'd be interested and fascinated to see the the what his real relationship looks like when the cameras are not rolling. You dig what I'm saying? Um, because... I saw his videos. He's a short dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And his wife is a little taller than him and she's attractive, you know, enough, I guess. He looks like he's living in an apartment, but whatever. You know, he's just doing so well that he could talk down to other people. Sorry, bro. How much money you make does not make you a man. And I just feel like people have to do what's fiscally responsible. I don't believe in men busting their asses to just like what exist because you have this idea of being traditional. What for then her for her to only then leave you? You know, what I'm and you and, and do men understand that when a woman is traditional, the likelihood of him paying alimony is out of the fucking roof. Do they understand that? Right? Because that's the basis upon which when you talk about alimony, right? Cause she wasn't working. She committed her time to taking care of the family, right? So now that you guys get a divorce, guess what's gonna happen? You gotta pay up, my brother. You know what I'm saying? So I hope the brother who was talking all that talk that their marriage lasts forever. He does not find himself in a position where whatever high horse that he's speaking from does not get pulled out from under him, right? And then he has to really start over from scratch because I hate, oh, it should, you know, it should burn some my biscuits, man, when I hear brothers talking like that because I could talk shit to him. How long he been married? I know he ain't been long, married longer than me. He ain't taller than me, you know? but <laughs> like we can start, where does, where does the, I know he ain't, but my point is, if you really want to have a dick screen contest or a dick measuring contest, pause, pause. <laughs> Oh, you no, know I'm saying we can do that, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he would like it if somebody was doing that to him. And I don't think it was cool that he was doing that to the other brother, man. You live on, my brother. Stay
1: strong. Yo, I think you guys really wrapped it up. Uh, it, it, it is based on your relationship and how your relationship is set up. And I think SM, I think you're right. It's no 50 50 relationship. There, it's a hundred percent, right? Uh, everybody's giving a hundred. And and you, because you're both giving a hundred, then you both give what is necessary so that all the needs of the relationship are met. Um, You know, it's funny that the guy was like, you know, you're going hard. I'm not saying you're not going hard. We need to go harder. And his harder was in the guy making more money. And like you said, Nick, everybody's not going to be a millionaire. It's impossible for everyone to be a millionaire because if everybody was a millionaire, we'd all be poor because we don't have the same amount of money. Everybody can't be a jet setter flying around to all these fancy places because somebody's got to be the hotel clerk that checks you in or the restauranteur that cooks your food when you're at this fancy place. Somebody's got to stay and do real jobs so the rest of the people who are Instagram famous can post and make it look like everything is great. I don't know where people lost sight of that. And if you, you are a man, if you're handling your responsibilities, then you're a man. If you're doing everything you can do, so your family has a roof and they're fed, you're a man. You know, it's, it irks me, too. I feel I feel it irks me because so much of a person's value should be in their character and not in their in the checkbook. It shouldn't be the commas. And here's why I say this. If I'm a multimillionaire, if I were, and I'm not, but if I were a multimillionaire and I made my money off of snitching on people, right, or... Or lying on people or getting people locked away and put in prison and I'm getting a kickback or whatever. So yeah, my pockets are long. I'm invested in private prisons or something, right? My money is long. Am I a man because I got this way from exploiting people or from being a person of poor character and value and virtue? Am I still am I more of a man than the 14 hour guy, $14 an hour guy who may be mowing lawns or working at Chick-fil-A or doing whatever he's doing, but he ain't harming nobody to do it. He he's he's only helping his community. Who's more the man? So I you know we got to really adjust our, our thinking, man, and get out and stop seeing people as just a way to get to a bag, because that's what that's how the the high value man became a high value man because he had the bag. You know, let
0: me so, say this real quick. Oh, go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry.
1: No, no. No, because I know SN is
0: going to take us to the next. And she well, can now I was going to talk
3: on this too. Yeah,
0: I'm going to let you go ahead and finish off the topic and then get to the next one as well, right? I just wanted to say, first of all, that Adidas tracksuit that he was wearing was not that fly. OK, I mean, you can probably get that from your local Marshalls or whatever. Let's just be clear. OK, let's just be clear. That's number one. It was not that fly. OK, it was OK. okay. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was color OK. Red. But it was that fly. It was like an Adidas tracksuit that you get from Marshalls for like about, you know, forty five ninety nine dollars 99 or something like that. Let's just be clear. That's number one. Number, one. Okay. number two, you know what used to bother me about people who have this conversation? It would come from people who don't have. It would be from people who don't have a husband or a relationship. It would Mm -hmm. come from people who aren't making that much money. They were sitting there projecting, and they would be the ones who are upholding these ideas about, oh, you're not a real man if you ain't doing X, Y, and Z, but bitch, you ain't even got a man. First of all, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Get you a fake one first, then maybe get you a real one, because right now you do not have none to begin with, right? But the thing that always bothered me about these conversations, I think people who really have it, or at least for me, there's a certain level of humility that I have. When I would hear all these people talking their talk, I'm like, you know what? Truthfully, I'm probably doing better than like 95% of y'all. Like whatever metrics y'all want to sit there and judge, I probably can beat 95% of y'all, whether it's credit, how much money you got, height, dick size, whatever you want to fuck up, whatever you want to, but the one thing that I did was I was, I was humble. You know why? Because I'm grateful. I'm grateful for what I have. I don't take for granted that God has blessed me. I don't take, I don't make it seem like it was all because of my hand. So because I don't take all the credit, I can't sit there and look at somebody else because maybe God did not favor them in that way, right? Maybe they have circumstances that I have to deal with, right? There's a lot of stuff in my life that I have not had to deal with. So I tend to have a lot more humility. And when I see certain people who really have it, I feel like they are humble also. It's the people who want to sit there and do all of this that have the least, right? Who want to make it seem like they're the most. And like, bro, I'm sorry. I don't know the dude. I did look him up. He had like 17 different titles on his Instagram. So it's like, apparently to make his money, he got to do 17 different things. Right? I did my little research. I'm like, who is this thing and shit? Right? So I get it, but nah, fuck him. Not, like, literally because I don't know him, but, like, fuck people like him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, for the yeah, brother yeah. Who, yeah uh, like like the, the 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 little Napoleon niggas who want to talk their subs up to be bigger than somebody else. That's who the fuck I'm talking about. Sorry if I had to call him a little Napoleon nigger, right? That brother who was talking, I don't know if it was a skit or not, but he looked really genuine. He looked like a brother who was really saying, like, bro, don't. Don't emasculate me. Don't take away my manhood just because I'm not where you're at in life. You know what I'm saying? I resonate with him. If he got a woman who loves him, he could be making $10 an hour. Who the fuck are we, bro? You know what I'm saying? So I just got to say that, man. Shit like this be bothering the hell out of me. And I just want to talk my talk real quick because 95% of y'all niggas who are talking that talk don't have no real resume to talk that talk. Get off these goddamn podcasts trying to be like somebody else and just be your fucking self and find a woman who fucking loves you for who the fuck you are.
1: Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, You're
1: in that room, but she loves you. You, re- you, winning. Stay there. <laughs> Where my scope at?
3: I was like, uh, I don't even know how to follow that because at the end of the day, what I was going to say previously to close out the last on um, the last clip was somewhere along those lines. So find somebody who you love and who's willing to support you and so forth. But Nick, you already got that covered. So now I'm just going to go ahead and move on to this whole real man paradigm conversation that we're having, <laughs> and um, and so. When we talk about a real man, I agree with you, just in regards to um, taking care of your responsibilities and so forth. And that's what could technically define as a real man. But at the same time, when we talk about these 50-50 conversations and traditional conversations. We actually had a, somebody do a skit on a... Um, Was it a skit? Was it real... You know what? I don't even it's know hard these days, right? It's hard hard to, the right hard to know, these
0: days, right? Because these people are getting great,
3: over. like great actors, and actresses yeah. now, and, and so the Academy Award
0: for the for the right? best skit on the social media goes to. <laughs> I, sometimes I'd be
3: invested and be wanting to jump into it, be like, "Oh man, this is, you know," and then I then I find out it's a skit, and I'm like, "Oh, this is some bullshit." So the first, I'm I'm like, "Oh, this is some bullshit," I, yeah. I got jumped in, I jumped into it, and then after I find it's a skit, I'm like, "Oh, this is some bullshit." <laughs> but anyways, anyway it goes, it does trigger conversations, it and does. so let's run that. Let's run this next clip. I'm not doing this. Look, I
2: can't. I can't support my own kids and then take care of yours. Like it's money yeah your my right? kid your kid that's what okay but we're married so how is okay, it my yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah we got our own then it's yours off to the side like i can't do that why is that it what do you why is daddy that? Daddy that is like, but these are like questions that you should have been asking before we actually got married a like, little in i was knowing was, no know who was going on a little bit but i didn't think I, like, I had to take care of a whole extra kid that's wild. so what, what were you what were you gonna do how does that make sense make it make sense to me because you're not making I it make right sense now get another job that that makes sense to me that's how perfect that's how for me perfect. to get another job yes, for you to get another job okay so everything that no, i have no. in the house that don't count that, no, don't make, that, that ain't good nothing no. but don't, don't be cut but it. when your kids i if everybody. i'll be slaving at work working hard just to what my whole but who, cooks? who does everything when you're gone? I'm, who's getting all the kids all I'm, the I'm, kid to if support? i'm working uh, okay. if I, i'm doing so the work i'm paying the bills i'm paying the car notes your, your car taken care of, isn't it? Right. Yeah, all your stuff taken care of, right? All our kids is taken care of as well. That's the least the home. you can do. How is
3: that the least? That's the least. So right off that 50-50 conversation, a traditional man. So it looks like this guy was traditional in, um, in nature. And now he's saying, yo, I need some 50-50 here. But more importantly, I may need this because of your child. And uh, so it looks like, and I, I don't know if this was real or not, but it looks like he's saying I'm taking care of everything else, and but I need help because of your child. And so, what are you guys' thoughts on this?
2: Go ahead, Jay.
1: Yeah, you know the timing is very important. Uh, when this child came into their relationship, I think kind of is, is a is a point that you really can't overlook as far as like what responsibility is for the child. If the child was already there, and he decided to to take on the family. Then the child's part of that, right? If the child, if they became a family and then she's like, oh, I'm pregnant by somebody else. And then, you know, he's like, I'm going to stay with you. Then mm, that becomes a gray area. And the gray area is he he said the child's got a dad. So he expects that the father of this child is going to provide for the child that they father, they sired or whatever. That's, I mean, that's not a wrong expectation. It's a little unreasonable in today's society, but not because it's the way things shouldn't be. Um, I feel like, he, you know, it sounds like he's being petty, but he's right. If she brings an extra mouth, there needs to be extra vision for that mouth, right? That Apparently, it's the extra mouth that she brought to the family that he didn't have no part in making or contributing to or whatever. So he didn't have any of the fun in making his baby. I don't know why he should have any of the funds and take care of his baby. Don't get me wrong. It's nice of him to do it, but he's not obligated, yo. That's not his seed. So he doesn't really have to feed it if it wasn't there when he agreed to the relationship in the first place.
2: No, I she's disagree there. with that.
0: I disagree with there. that. I disagree with that, Jay, 1000%. Because she, to, to as were, was probably about to say this, so this gives me a good chance to respond. Um, he, f- whether it's real or not, According to the conversation, she said, you knew what it was when you chose to marry me. Right. And I think his response was he didn't realize how hard it was. So he went into it accepting responsibility for the other kid. um, And then I guess over time, just realized, like, wow, I'm working 16 hours. All my money is going to this. And so, no, he was wrong in that, Jay, because he did take on that commitment on the front end. Right. He did. Right. And he did. He did. He did. But he, he now, was like,
1: where's the daddy? Right. Yeah, no, no. no. So I guess he I, was I, I, listening I, I, to dad to show up. No,
0: uh, no, I didn't. I didn't really get that. I, I, I do. Okay, so you can go into a situation thinking that you can handle it, right? And you have okay. all you know, desire to stand up and do the right thing, be a stepfather, or whatever. Right. Okay. So I'm not saying that he's wrong for wanting to have a conversation with his wife to say, hey, based off of our finances and the outlook, we need to make some changes. Right. We need to figure something out because I don't think we're really getting ahead. Um, I think the way that he framed it, the, the, com- so he's wrong because he did make this commitment going into it. He knew what time it was. Right. Okay. And so that's, he's, he's trying to change that a little bit. So I'm not saying he's wrong for trying to change it, but his approach, Right? Because you went in like adopting low key that other kid. Now that it's because it's money, now it's just your kid over there. Nah, it was our family when we decided to say I do. So he's wrong in trying to make it seem like that kid is no longer part of his responsibility when he went into it accepting that responsibility. Right? That's number one. Where he's not wrong is wanting to have the conversation about finances and whether or not it makes sense for her as his partner to help in that way right? Because life changes, right? Let's say, for example, you go in, you're a hundred percent provider, right? If you get injured and you're no longer able to work, it is reasonable for you to go to your wife and say, Hey honey, listen, you know, my, my, I can't work. Whatever disability I'm getting is about to run out. You know, what are we going to do for finances? I might need you to go out there and get a job. Yes. I had been doing this thing. Yes. I'd made these commitments, but life, life's, and then we have to make changes. There's nothing wrong with having that conversation with your significant other. Where it's wrong is when you try to now disassociate this child from your responsibility when you went into it saying that you were going to be willing to take on that responsibility. That's wrong. The other area that I thought that was a little tough was whether or not we value homemakers, right? Because he was saying, look, I go to work, I pay all the bills. The least you can do is take care of the kids, right? And we have to be honest. Ladies, if you're watching this right now, let me be honest with y'all. We do not value homemakers like you think we should. Does that mean there isn't value in homemaking? No. Does that mean that it's not a hard, difficult job? No. What, What I am telling you is I've heard enough conversations on Clubhouse, on social media, that by and large, from this brother in the skit, we do not value homemakers like you think we should, right? It's almost like if you had a choice to apply for a job and you knew that the job was not going to value you as an employer, you have a choice to make. Do you just really want to do that job because you're passionate about it? Or will you find something else to do that's going to value you? That is why we don't have that many homemakers today, right? Because people, women in particular, say, I value making my own money more than being beholden to some nigga who's going to come to me with this type of conversation right? Women are making, because to me, the whole idea of feminism, I'm not trying to go down that road, but the whole idea of of feminism to me is like women having a choice, right? You should not have to work in the home if you don't want to. You should not have to go out there and work in the workplace if you don't want to, right? It's about giving women choices. But I think a lot of women on their own have realized that it's a better choice for them to go out there, get their education, and make their own money because they too realize that homemaking has become devalued. When I can order DoorDash. Right, your cooking has become devalued. When I can hire a maid, your cleaning services has become devalued. When our kid is going to daycare, that I'm paying almost two thousand dollars a month for, right? And the kid is there from seven, eight o'clock in the morning to like four, five at night. Then what the are you doing between those hours? Because it don't cost that much to clean the goddamn house. So, like I said, ladies, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for those of you who are holding on to this legacy of traditionalism and homemaking. We do not value homemakers as much as you think we should, right? The truth is, that's just the truth. So I hope that helps. But I think the way that he approached the conversation was off, right? Because what he did was devalue that son that he low key, you know, or that kid he chose to be responsible for. And she is taking care of the home and you're devaluing her in doing so. You don't have to devalue someone. To, be have, to to be in, in order to renegotiate your terms, right? You can simply say, hey, you know, we're in this. I'm working 16 hours, and da 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 And if she loves you and you are truly a team, she will hear you, she will understand what you're going through and try to find solutions just like Joe Smith's wife did. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Except it won't be on OnlyFans. It'll be a conversation born out of both of you coming together, right, to make it happen. And by the way, last, last point, if that was real, I don't know what she looks like, but my brother, would you be okay if she had the OnlyFans? Because she could work from home. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it's a way to bring on some extra income. He's the type of brother who looks like, his old lady might be, need to be on OnlyFans to make the ends meet. <laughs> but go ahead.
3: So I just want to say that while society in general has not valued, um, has devalued the homemaker, salary.com in 2023 stated that the homemaker should be making, as in a stay-at-home mother, should be making 184 k And this is based on... Bullshit. <laughs> this, is, this is based on... Let's tell you what they're Bullshit. on no, they based on the fact that these um that the stay-at-home mothers, they have about twenty or so more roles, right? From chief financial officers, chief operating officer, chauffeur, um, kitchen manager, chef, if they if they're cooking. Like some of the stuff could be outsourced. But then they talked about facilities manager, housekeeping, and and in this clip. I think he said that she don't cook, right? But everything else, I guess she does. <laughs> and so they list about 20 different roles that technically, if you did outsource the cost of each row would be and how much. Um, and so they said 80, 184 K is yeah. what the expected <laughs> workload or amount they should make. But then they went on to break it down by hours. They said that at a hundred and they said, um, stay at home mothers make a, Uh, work 106 hours a week, averaging 15-hour days, seven days a week. And then they also talked about the working moms. They said working moms, um, interesting enough, spend 54 hours extra on just home care activities in addition to their work day. And so they're averaging 107 hours a week. And so this is why they also put the value on the stay-at-home mother at 185 or 184K. So I found it interesting that even if the mother was a working mom, so even if she chose to be a working mom, it sounds like he would still expect her to do the most of the responsibilities, which is why they need to have that conversation. Because if she becomes a working mom, then there may need to be some conversation in regards to splitting roles and responsibilities in the household. He indicated that she don't cook. So I guess they outsource already on that porch, but maybe he can pick up after the kids. Maybe they can do some cleaning arrangements. I don't know. Um, I felt that Nick is 100% correct in both his assessments or the first point where he knew what it was when he went in. He knew that there was a child involved. He accepted that responsibility regardless if the father's in the life or not. It sounds like maybe the father wasn't in the life, which is why he accepted responsibility. The second thing was the fact that his the delivery of the request was way off it was like it was created in frustration and perhaps this is why it wasn't received but um so the delivery of the request it, it should have just been a conversation like hey i'm stressed i'm feeling frustrated i understand that you're you you, you do this but you're the stay at home mom you take care of the kids i appreciate that but i would appreciate more if we go ahead and have a conversation where maybe you pick up a part time job because i need help Now, he didn't have to say, I need help because of your kid, because it's our family. And when he said your kid, my first thought was, um, does this mean that he now will treat this kid differently because it's not their kid? And as someone who used to investigate child abuse and neglect, that was one of the, one of the reasons why a stepchild will be abused because they already delineated that this child is not mine. This child is different. And so that caused me to really question his commitment to that child now. Because if he's already delineating that, oh, well, you need to do this because of your kid. Then what else is he delineating in it? And also to be honest, Women can be a little petty sometimes. And you tell me I need to go to work for my kid. Guess what? I'm going to make just enough to support my kid. And then, (laughs) so you can still take care of the rest of the stuff (laughs) because you told me I need to go and take care of my kid, bring enough money in for my kid. So that means the rest of the responsibilities is still yours. And I don't think that's what he really wanted. I think he wanted to have a conversation of, I need help in the house. And then he just picked the to me the wrong delivery method and the wrong reason to say our kid, your kid delineating versus I need help. So hopefully if this is real, she's not petty (laughs) and like, oh, well, let me go make just enough to support this kid as you still got the rest of the responsibilities. According to this argument, I'm going to do exactly what you asked me to do or she recognized that the bigger picture is that I, he just needed help, and and was willing to do so.
0: Do you want to get back in there before I go?
1: Yeah, you no, know, I just think it all boils down to when 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 this child became part of their family um, from John. For, I think for it was me, from that's where it is. Yeah, it was from uh, John. Like it was from, from John. John. He was a party. If he signed on, t- yeah. If he signed on to it, then the conversation isn't that she needs to make more conversations; is they need to budget better. Um, because you know, if she goes to make him, if she goes out, he's gonna have to pay somebody to watch the kids. Yada 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 yada. But I agree, his tone was was wrong, okay, and his message was a bit skewed. And the last thing, last thing you ever want to say in a blended family is your kid, my kid. You never want that ghost to to have any kind of life in your house. Uh, everybody has to be loved equally because love isn't always doing what makes people happy. So. When love is that tough love, you need to already have established that I love this ki- this child just like they, you know, came from me. Um, so, yeah, that, that's problematic that he's got the your kid, my kid mentality. Um, that's why I figured maybe the kids showed up later after their union. Um, uh, it, when it comes to parenting, there is no 50-50. It's 100-100, right? So and that, that's kind of what, what the message should be. So that was all I wanted to add. No. So a couple of things real quick.
0: Uh I do think like, for example, if the father of this other kid was paying child support and then for whatever reason that stopped, that would be a change in dynamics. Right. Because if that's not his biological kid, then obviously it would be another man's biological kid. And is that other man doing his part or playing his role In taking care of his child financially. So that would be a question that I would have for such a scenario, right? Did that change? Other thing I want to say real quick though, SNM I got to call a cap on that 180,000, right? Because for example, my son goes to a daycare. I know they charge me, right? But I also have an idea of how much the daycare workers make. There's a big difference, right? Because when you think about people who work in the service industry, one of the biggest complaints is that they're not making enough money, right? Typically their salaries would be around the $14 an hour if we're going to keep it a buck. Right. But we'll make this argument. Now, even, and even if you uh, add overtime, right? Cause if you make 14 overtime, time and a half, you're talking about at best 21, right? 21, 21. Right. And I, I don't want to be a savage about this, but the point is, is that you got me. yeah. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> I don't want to be a savage about this, but this idea of a 180K, where, where, where sway? How, how sway? Okay. Because people who work in like in the restaurants like at the chef, like at the back, unless you're like the executive chef, you're not making that kind of money, nowhere near that kind of money, right so let's let's break it down you're a you're a cook, you're a house cleaner, I have a lady who comes over to my house, she, you know she busts down, you know she she does her thing, but she ain't making that kind of money, you know what I'm saying, and then you got like you know the daycare and that's another thing like when your kids go to school, what are you doing during those hours? Right. Because at some point in time, they will be like of school age. Right. So the first five years, maybe I get it. But then after that, they're in school full time, low key. Right. So and then on top of that, like, how dirty are y'all? You know what I'm saying? Are you are you even teaching your kids to clean up after themselves? Right. Like it's just it's just so many. But but regardless. Right. I get that people want to make the case, but that's bullshit. You know, I'm calling Cap.
3: <laughs> so just to add on, since she's pointed out three of the areas that could be mitigated, right? She said financial so, the, advisor. Stop, stop, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Cap. Look, let me just she's, go ahead and ask that. Somebody's to actually advise themselves. And you so let about me just
0: ask. She has the checkbook. Stop playing. <laughs>
3: they also, I'm telling you some of the other roles. They also talked about that she's supposed to be the nurse. It's the flexibility within the schedule. If Something does happen. Um, it was, let's see. The chauffeur piece, the operating day to day pat tasking. Okay, okay, okay. Look, look, it all doesn't I'm saying, matter how is, many, many Family.com. Man. This is per salary. <laughs> That's right. that they have twenty different roles, twenty different hats okay, on, at any given time.
0: Okay, but here's a here's a problem, right? Here's a problem. To in order to be a nurse, you have to go to school and get that education, right? So they want to just put that on a stay-at-home mom because she may, you know, put a mandate over somebody's boo-boo. But did she go to school for nursing? Because that's part of the reason why you get paid what you get paid is a level of expertise. So no, not giving them that. Putting, you know, I'm sorry, right? That's number one. Number two, a chauffeur. Chauffeurs don't get paid that kind of money either. Like a lot of the jobs that moms end up doing at home, if you compare that to someone working outside, it's not that kind of money, right? And even if you give time and a half, it's just doing too much. So I'm just pushing back on that. And then also the whole financial advisor thing. Do you have your series six? Did you go to school to get any type of education about how to I hear women be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna manage the savings and the finances. Let's be honest, right? When we talk about a a majority of Americans don't even have a thousand dollars in their bank account for emergencies, how well are you our financial advisor to begin with? Right? Like, not, what are you talking about? All of a sudden, because <sighs> you've you got a vagina future. and you push some kids out of your vagina, you're a nurse, you're a financial advisor, you're a chauffeur. Let me guess what? You you're can fly a, a plane too, huh? You you're can fly a plane too. Huh? Wow, look at you flying planes just because you got a vagina and a birth of children. You can do brain surgery. God Look at all the stuff that y'all could do because y'all can birth children. That is amazing. Stop the cap. Okay.
3: Salary.com. <laughs> <laughs> salary. You hear that? <laughs> According Who? to Nick. What's it called? Salary.com. Salary. Now I know to avoid
0: their lying asses. If you go on salary yeah. mom, looking up customers and they tell you you can make $50 an hour doing customer service, you know it's
3: cap. <laughs> it's give
0: me, give me, give me, give me, give me cap, daddy.
3: <laughs> I'm just going to say, if there's any stay-at-home moms <laughs> watching this, please feel free to put in your roles and responsibilities in the chat.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Now
2: listen.
0: So we
1: can laugh
3: no,
0: at your No, no
1: one's at. saying that stay-at-home moms don't do important work, Okay. But you can't claim the salary of a whole profession because you happen to do something that that profession does for 15 minutes one day in a week. Even if you did it 15 minutes every day, you Mm -hmm. still can't claim the salary of a person who does this thing 40 hours a week on a professional executive level. Right. You can't do that. Exactly. Right. Stay-at-home moms, homemakers, they do important stuff. It's important work. They should be compensated, okay? They cannot claim the sum total of all the executive level packages for these <laughs> jobs that they do something like, though. That's, that's not real. That's just not real. And, and with that being said, I
0: also got to say this to close this out. I am not saying that I do not find value, that we collectively do not find value in stay-at-home moms. It's just that I have an economics background, and when you try to ascertain value, you have to find comparables, right? So even like in real estate, for example, if you want to sell your house, I have to look and find other homes to see what they're selling at. So when we start talking about these salaries and trying to make the case like, yes, we appreciate it. It's, It's an important role. And for women who want to do it, I salute you. All that good stuff, but we don't have to overinflate the value monetarily in order to appreciate the value in all the other aspects, and that's really the point that I was speaking to. And I was just trying to be honest with the people watching that collectively, as a society, we do not value um homemakers, nurturers. like you know, like we,
1: we don't like we value ownership. nurturers or caregivers, yeah, like teachers, or teachers, uh, home, like we don't nurture, yeah, even even nurses had to struggle to get theirs, mm. and doctors they got their high, high pay. Partially as an argument to the fact that they had such high uh, risk insurance, right? So they had to kind of balance out the cost of that. But yeah, we don't, our Western society does not favor the caregiver at all or the nurturer, just facts. Exactly. Um, So with that being said, yeah. yeah, speaking of, you know,
0: service industry, right? People who provide a service. Restaurants happen to be one of those areas. And uh, apparently, this is the first time I'm hearing about this brother, pretty popular TikToker. His name is Keith Lee. He does a bunch of reviews. He's become really popular doing it. But he definitely entered a, a stir here in Atlanta because he has something to say about Atlanta service, and Atlanta spoke back. But I thought this would be a great conversation, so let me go ahead and find this clip. This is Keith Lee. He just kind of gives you a taste of what he does. And, and I actually like his approach, so let's check this out real quick.
2: My family are in Atlanta, and currently we are at The Real Milk and Honey. I got it. Let's try it. And ready to 1 through 10. As you can see, I don't have any bag in my hands. We are at The Real Milk and Honey on Main
1: Street in College Park. Before we came, we attempted to call our order in. We were greeted with an automatic message that said they do not take call-in orders. The automatic message said the only way you can do pickup is through DoorDash. We went through DoorDash. They was closed. But online, it said they closed at five o'clock. We went on DoorDash at four o'clock, but we were already here. So we just went inside. I stayed in the car and my family went in and they told them they were closed early for deep cleaning. Yet the door is wide open and it's people still going in and grabbing orders. Now we have no idea if those people ordered beforehand or what the
3: case is. Also the people who relayed this message my family said were well, really nice. It's just the rules. And so far being in Atlanta, I found some places do have unique rules and this is one of them. I want to be very clear we're not blaming one person or saying one person was rude. In plain terms, don't call this restaurant trying to get nobody fired. Ain't nobody do nothing. This is just the rules they
2: had. If you don't like their rules, their rules not for you. And for me and my family, the rules just went for us. We just not their target audience. For the record, afterwards, I did walk in and I did record and they attended the services, but I respectfully declined. I'm a normal person. I pay for my food like everybody else.
0: Yes. So that was yeah. deeply. Um, I liked a lot of what he had to say in regards to listen. Don't call them I'm trying to get nobody fired. He made a point to say that hey, they weren't necessarily rude. Rude. This was their rules or whatever. So I think I liked the fact that he approaches it that way. He actually pays for his own meals, so, and he does not want any type of special treatment because he wants to experience it like an everyday person. So I do like a lot of that. He obviously has his own style of how he communicates that, which is unique, I think. It stands out a little bit. But he came to uh, Old Lady Gang, which is a restaurant owned by Candy. I think he was talking about Milk and Honey in that video. So he visited some of the more popular uh, restaurants here in Atlanta. And so I thought this was a great discussion because, number one, there's a, a, a conversation to we had about customer service, especially in the Black community, right? When we talk about businesses, you know, we obviously love, uh, we want to support Black businesses. And there was another clip I didn't play that Ray Daniels was talking about just how the perception of customer service when it comes to Black businesses. So I thought this was a great uh, opportunity for us to talk about... Black businesses, customer service, some of the challenges or the issues that we might see or believe that needs to be addressed, because I know the idea of supporting black businesses sound good, but there's a lot of reasons why people tend to not support black businesses and customer service, for example, is one of them. So what are your thoughts on the kerfuffle that Keith Lee brought up? Also, your thoughts about, um, you know, customer service and and black businesses. So as someone
3: who's... As someone who's currently trying to look for a Black business slash hotel, um, I agree. (laughs) I think that this is something that we do need to address in our community. It's not only the customer service, it's also the prices. The prices tend to be two, three times the amount um, of other services. And while I understand that it's because there may not be the same type of resources or whatnot that are involved to create this particular product in this particular black community or this particular black business, I do find it interesting that the prices tend to be a lot more, not a little bit, but two to three times more. And, um, Some people say, oh, that's their worth. That's because they know the worth of their price and you should never settle. Black people always want to negotiate, uh, want discounts and so forth. But no, that's not the case is that I want to support a black owned business. But if I go to a black owned business and the hotel is three hundred and fifty dollars a night because it's a black owned resort. And then I go to this other resort, and it has the equivalent amount of stars, whatever's clever, and the night stay is only two twenty five. Then I'm looking at why is this black hotel three fifty versus this hotel, which was only two twenty five, and so the cost comparison um, does occur. And it's not because we're trying to be cheap or whatnot, but we're we want the best. We want the best cost for our we wanna try to get the best cost for the service that's being provided as well. And then in regards to customer service, I've been to several black restaurants and um, there is is an issue because one, there's usually a long ass wait. Two, once you get there and you finally get your food, there's even a longer wait for the food. (laughs) Three, the prices tend to be inflated as well. So you get some shrimp and grits, for example, and it's like $32 for some shrimp grits. And it's like, why is this $32 for some shrimp grits? And so it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm taking in the ambiance. Maybe I'm taking in the experience and so forth. But then you get to the waiters and waitresses. And it's like, it's almost as if it's a all type of attitude, just because you may want to get you some additional water. And God forbid, if you ask for some lemon with your water, because now it's like, ugh. and so it's, I don't know what it is. I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm not saying it's all black businesses. I'm not saying that, especially black restaurants or whatnot. I'm not saying that. But I think this is something that we do need to address because if I'm coming to a restaurant and I'm spending my money then at the minimum, can we get some good customer service? Like, why am I waiting an hour? And then once I get I'm waiting an additional 35, 45 minutes for my food. And then if I'm asking for additional napkins or, <laughs> or something like that, I'm being greeted with animosity damn near. It's like if you're so if you're a waiter or waitress in customer service and this is not clearly for you, then please remove yourself from that job because at the end of the day, you get tips, and we're less likely to tip a customer or a the customer service representative, waitress, waitresses whatnot, if you got shitty ass service, you got attitude because we asked for some damn napkins. We only wanna you only gave us one. <laughs> Can I get another one?
1: <laughs> um was that you good? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um I think it's it's a lot to it. So I I, I know there's so much to unpack. First, I think that. We have a um, black people. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But black people, we kind of have this thing when it comes to service industries. We tend to, to uh, conflate service industries with servitude. We tend to have a negative connotation when it comes to servitude. Uh, so we're let me we kind of already start off a little bit sensitive when we come to serving people. If that's not what what you what's in your heart to do. In other words, the second part of that I say is layered. I think. People who aren't doing what they love to do, people who are not jo- doing a job that they either love or respect or feel respected in are not going to perform that job at the highest levels. I think a lot of people who are working in customer service, probably at restaurants or whatever, in this service part, I, I think a lot of them don't feel respected. Um, they, they are kind of triggered by how it may look that they are working in service as a person of, of you know color, like, man, you still want to help. Uh, and I'm not saying this, I feel that way. I'm just saying, I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is, uh, people like not happy with their life choices. And when you show up to work and you're miserable because of where you work and, and the decisions that got you there, it's kind of hard to be bright and sunny on somebody's day. I get all of that. I think the counter to that though, is, um, to recognize that, if we're going to have a black economy, right, then we're going to have to have an economy that has all the things that we as black people need, right? That's going to be food. That's going to be some service things. It's going to be a lot of things. It'll, yeah, there'll be some t-shirts in there, but we can't all buy t-shirts. And it's going to be some, some beard oil and, and body oils. We can't all make those or sell nails or hair or whatever, right? Everybody got to do their little part, but we can't all sell something different. So what's going to separate us Right. From anybody in any economy, whether it's the black economy or the global economy is your service is the quality of the of, of the experience that you deliver when you deliver whatever your good is. Because We can't all sell different goods, but we can't all provide a different level of service. And if we're going to get those higher prices, it's be because we're always offering a higher level of service. I think that's the conversation we need to be having as black people. I think buying black is a beautiful thing. But I think buying black should be happening on the back of black excellence. I think black excellence needs to be our new keyword. And where we find black excellence, then we buy black. What do you think?
0: You know, <clears throat> no, nah, I mean, you guys killed it. Um, i trying to see if I can add a little something extra to it. We got to be honest. Uh, we got to be honest. We don't treat each other very well. I've I've seen black people treat white people one way, and then they'll treat us differently, right? Like they, it's almost like they we've been programmed to treat white people one way, and because maybe we're comfortable with each other, right? Contempt, you know what's what's the phrase? Familiarity breeds contempt. It's like sometimes we can't even give somebody feedback without them not turning up on us, right? Like I I don't know if like I, I mentioned a couple of shows ago. About customer service. So I've been on this customer service thing for a very, very long time. I was speaking more generally, right? But when we talk about customer service amongst each other, it is bad. A lot of it is like defensive posture, right? You know, one thing I will say, so in light of the Keith Lee thing, you had some restaurateurs who came out and was like, hey, we really appreciate the feedback. Good looking out. You know, we use this feedback to improve and that's the right attitude to take right? Because you want feedback from your customers. You don't want to make it seem like you're above reproach and you want people to be inviting enough. You want to be inviting enough to get that feedback because it'll make you better. So for those people who responded that way, kudos to them. But there are some people who are like, oh, you're going to shoot at me. I'm going to clap back at you. There's another guy, I forgot his name, Darius Cooks. He does reviews of these restaurants and they're not as, as thoughtful as this brother Keith Lee. And he would get blowback because bro, like he's showing you pictures of the food. Like the shit looks nasty, Right. And so you're allowed to say, hey, man, <clears throat> this cornbread ain't cornbreading." You know what I'm saying? And so we just got to be honest. Like we just have been conditioned to treat each other like shit. We val- We think the white man's ice is colder type of mindset. Right. So it's just that unfortunate within each other. We just don't treat each other very well. So that's where I think it starts. And it, expand- it expands to the areas of customer service. Let me say that first. Number two, I do agree with supporting black businesses, but I do not agree with doing so at my detriment. I work hard for my money. Okay. I am not going to go into an establishment just because they're black owned and put up with bullshit ass treatment, fucked up ass food just because they're black. Like, what kind of reverse racism bullshit is that? Right. I'm, I'm, if I'm not going to accept that shit from a white establishment or from a Chinese establishment, I'm not going to accept it from your black ass either. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? That's equality to me. I'm treating all y'all the same. I expect my money to go as far in any establishment as anywhere else. Like, I'm not going to, this idea that we have to cut corners or or bend over backwards. Nigga, nobody told you to start a business, right? Again, not everybody is built to be a boss or an entrepreneur, okay? And apparently, some of y'all ain't even built to be workers. So, what's left for y'all? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't like the job that you at. You won't go out there and get an education to elevate yourself. There's a bunch of like free courses online that you can learn things. You can become a scrum. There's too much opportunity. So if you don't like your job, bounce, right? But don't stay there. Take these people's money and provide piss poor service. Like That just doesn't make any fucking sense to me, right? But if you're a business owner, you chose to start that business to take on the liability, the responsibility, the insurance and all that, right? So guess what? You gotta take the arrows and the shots when people, your customers fuck up. I mean your your workers fuck up. You gotta take that bullet. You know what I'm saying? You chose to start your own business. Nobody made you do that. And there's a certain responsibility. So I do I do think this idea that we give each other grace, I, you know, I'm a graceful person. I do sometimes give people grace. Like, S&M, to your point about higher prices, I get that maybe that small mom and pop does not have the distribution in order to negotiate better prices from those who are providing their supplies for them to create the good or the service, right? So I do get higher price. and to, But to Jay, to your point... That doesn't mean your customer service can't be great. That has nothing to do with how you look at, deal with customer service. I had been in places where I paid more money, but the service was so good. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to tip on top of that, on top of the top of the tip. Because it was just really good service. You know what I'm saying? Or the food was amazing. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not built for that, then don't start a business. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't trying to be successful in starting and owning a business, you don't understand the importance of service. If you don't understand the importance of the customer being right most of the time, not all the time, you don't deserve to be a business owner. And if your business fails, it's too bad. Right. I get that we want to support black businesses, but black businesses, we need y'all to support us as consumers too by providing good service, by providing a good quality product, right? By providing mm-hmm. us an opportunity to provide feedback whenever it falls short. And I land with this with some of the best customer service experiences. And I don't know if people understand this. Sometimes when something goes wrong, it's an opportunity for you to provide next level customer service. I can't tell you the number of times where I went to a place, something didn't work out. But because of how well they handled it, I I remained a customer. It made me even more of a customer because I'm like, well, damn, I know if something goes wrong, they got me. right. Mm -hmm. I've had experiences where, so so for anybody watching that's working in the service industry, yes, the first thing you want to do is listen to take in what's being said. Number two, try to empathize. It's not really about you in that moment. That person is trying to communicate something to you, right? So try to empathize. Wow, I, I, that's really, I'm really sorry that happened. You know what I'm saying? Number three, try to come up with solutions. Hey, you know what? I'm really sorry that happened to you. Let me go talk to the owner. Let me go talk to the manager, right? Because even if you come back and there's nothing you can do for them, that customer will feel like you tried to be their advocate. Right, and then they can at least walk away feeling like "Mm, that person, Shaniqua, at the front, she looked out for me. Maybe management didn't allow her to do anything extra for me, but Shaniqua is good with me, and I still can reflect on the company as a whole. Right, so that's just a couple of tips. I think when you talk about customer service, listen, try to empathize, be solutions oriented, don't take it personally. Right, and then you know, at the end of the day, if you can't do something, apologize. Take responsibility and take accountability for what you did. I think if if people employed these simple steps when it comes to how they treat customer service, then we'd have a lot more businesses with a lot better customer service, and hopefully, we have a lot more black businesses who are thriving as opposed to those um, that unfortunately makes us feel uncomfortable to be there in the first place.
3: So I just have one tip. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I just have one tip I wanted to add. For the restaurants, um, can we remove the automatic gratuities? Um, because I think that customer service would drastically improve if we mm. remove the automatic gratuities. Because I don't know what it is, but every single Black restaurant I've been into, gratuities is automatically included in the check.
0: Oh, And so
3: I, I think... Uh, well, well, that's why I was, you know why. <laughs> I that may be why, because we recognize that our workers or the customer service workers tend to be a little shitty. So instead of making them work for the tip, as most restaurants do, we have this automatic gratuities. So if you want to see your customer service improve, first thing you need to get rid of is the automatic gratuities. And then we'll find a lot more um, customer service assistance uh, within the community. You know, That's
2: it's
0: not you know, it's funny you say that because I think a lot of that, what I've saw was that a lot of that happened during the pandemic. Where because you were bereft of workers, right? So you kind of low-key had to try to guarantee them a certain salary, right? And for even now, I think the, the service industry is still recovering from the pandemic, like restaurants being closed, having shorter hours and stuff like that, people not really wanting to go to work. I was like, yo, where the fuck are all these people? Yeah, where where are y'all getting this money from? Because a lot of y'all didn't want to go to work. <laughs> you know, I'm like, can I get some of this money too? It was crazy. But no, I agree with you in terms of the automatic gratuity though on SM because it does kind of give people a lax feeling like, mm, I'm gonna get my. 18% regardless and I think that's fucked up. What's even more fucked up is those restaurants that add it, and it's not clear that they added it, and then when they see that final bill, it has another spot for you to add additional, additional gratuity, and I fell for that at least, I think, once or twice, where I'm like, oh, I don't see the tip on here. Let me go ahead and you know tip 18, 20%. And I go back and look at the original tip, I'm like, oh, shit, these motherfuckers added to the check in the first place. They double dipping on the tip. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I agree. And, and last thing, though, too, with that point, S&M, it sucks because you're basically saying as a black business that Black people don't tip. So that's why we have to add the tip, right? So when we get profiled by our own people, right, that is fascinating to me because if that happened with white folks, we'd be so quick to be like, oh my God, this race such up. I can't believe they're doing this, right? But what happens when we do it to ourselves, right? Which mm-hmm. conversely is the same reason why some of us will look at Black businesses and be like, mm, the service is probably not great there. I'd rather not. Let me go over here, right? So there's a lot of work to be done across the board. But if, we, if we're if we going to preach, support Black businesses, we should also preach that there's a certain level of accountability and responsibility and level of excellence that these black businesses need Excellent. to aspire to in order for us to support them in the first place, you know what I mean? But with that being said, y'all go ahead, Jay. You want to go ahead? Something <laughs> like, I was
1: gonna say, it's almost like you need some sort of uh standard of black excellence in black business. Somebody
0: mm-hmm. work on that. you, that's not, you know, what like you know, how they have like a little health thing or whatever. Maybe there's like some type of entity mm-hmm. that comes and says, Hey, we co signed this black excellence right here i see what you did there jay i Uh, like it yeah i like it but listen y'all listen this has been great speaking of black excellence Mm -hmm. as you guys know it's your boy's birthday it's the boy's birthday some of (laughs) y'all
1: here shaking my yeah you know what's funny (laughs) happy birthday man you said it four times i was counting to see how many times you mentioned birthday yes Yes. on on this fourth day it's nick's birthday you are like 58 no, I yeah, say, wow. man, 58 never looks so good 58, <laughs> 58.
0: Woo, you say black don't crack you say black don't crack fifty eight. 58 it's
1: the finest 58 right here boy he it's he is not 58 people <laughs> I just threw the number out there I'll
3: take it,
1: I'll take it. <laughs> you my wife ain't leaving me you know what I'm
3: saying? if <laughs> I wasn't tone deaf I would sing happy birthday to you but I'm a little tone deaf so you don't uh, want that
1: no
0: I don't, I don't <laughs> want uh, that uh, but I will say though I do
1: Good, go ahead, Jay. What'd you say? Not to say for, for his birthday, you guys can always uh like, subscribe, repost, follow. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you can do yes. all of that. Thank you,
0: Jay. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I was gonna post like people be like, Oh my god, happy birthday. I said, Well, if you really want to wish me a happy birthday since you ain't buy me a gift, why don't you watch this podcast real quick? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. who yes. quit, you know what I'm saying? Like, how hard is that? Listen, y'all don't even have to watch a podcast. Go to a press play and do something else, but we'll get that watch credit. Let it go all the way through, so our stats and our numbers. Go, the least man. you can do to celebrate your boy's birthday. Shout out to all the Scorpios in the building. You already know Scorpios. It is what it is. Scorpios run things out here. You dig what I'm saying. I'ma talk my talk. Um, but no. But in all, in all. In all. But no. In all sincerity. Uh, I really appreciate y'all, man. I'm working um, during my birthday weekend. Like I said, it wasn't really like work. You know what I'm saying? I I enjoy being with you guys. I enjoy this podcast. So even on my birthday weekend, I was like, nah, I got to be here. So I appreciate y'all for being here and being a part of this journey. You dig what I'm saying? So any other final thoughts before we get up out of here? You know what I mean? Birthday shenanigans.
3: Only final thought I got is happy birthday. Please like, subscribe, follow, share, and wish Nick happy birthday as well. So yeah. enjoy your day, you know, because woo, 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 birthday, birthday. Ooh, uh, uh. Uh,
1: uh Jay, <laughs> appreciate your love. Yeah, nah, yeah. Just be good, be good to each other. If you can't be good, be good at it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, and, and last but not least, for those people who want to do more than just watch the podcast to celebrate my birthday, I wear a size 10 in Jordans. The easiest gift that, gift that you can give me is a pair of Jordans, retro preferably in a size 10. Okay? It's pretty easy. You know what I'm saying? If, you have one, if you're if you inclined. But if you're not inclined, like, subscribe, follow, share, comment, all that good shit. You dig what I'm saying? Tune oh, in to the geez. BLC pod, y'all. All right. Yeah. Everybody, everybody here. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all Saturday. And uh, we got you, man.